Hello. Hello. Are you there? I don't know. Am I there? Yeah, you're there. I accidentally unplugged my headphones. How do you how do you do all these weird things? <laughs> Are you like like in a closet, like just like a very narrow area area? I am. No. I imagine that you have like comics stacked like yeah, I was gonna piles say, and books the room and, and, is... and you could barely walk into it. <laughs> the room itself is, well, it's a small room. It's maybe, I don't know how many feet that is. 10 12? by 15? Yeah, maybe like 10 by 12 or something like that. 10 by 14. Yeah. But yeah, 90% of it, it's covered in comics. <laughs> is that where the boxes are too? Yeah, all my boxes are here. So you've crammed everything into that room. It doesn't look like a room then. Is is it like my trade area? It looks like the perfect room. <laughs> yeah. It is exactly decorated how I like rooms to be decorated. Oh, piles of stuff. Piles. Well, the com like the comic boxes along the are along one of the walls, so that's fine. They look like comic boxes. And then I have my shelves. They look fine. Beautiful and, shelves. And then your desk just looks like a cluster. And then the floor to get to the desk <laughs> is a mess. Yeah, but the floor between the desk and the rest and the shelves is has stacks and stacks of boxes and trades. Tra some trades that need to go to shelves. Can, can you even read in there, or do you like take the materials to another room because you can't even be comfortable in there? I don't read in here because this is like... It's a closet. It's not a closet. It's my office. Do you work in there? This is where I work. Oh, wow. This is my prof <laughs> professional office. How do you this stay? How do you stay focused if there's like comics like, near you? <laughs> It makes me happy. Ah. When I'm stressed out, too much work, I just turn around and stare at my shelves. And say, oh, look at those comics. There you go. And look at all those toys and statues. And look at that. I often stare at my original art on the wall. And I say, ah. Oh. Ah. Oh, isn't that nice? And I, I often stare to my left where I can see my Tom Scholey American Barbarian page. Oh, that's a big page, too. And I can see two tank omens staring at me. There you go. And what could be better? You got that for a steal. Like, cost-wise. I don't know if it was a steal. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty good, actually. <laughs> it was pretty cheap. His stuff has gone up significantly. Yeah, everything has. But yeah, original art has a lot. That's a great page, and great got, memories. What did you get that for? Was that like two hundred or less? It was less it was, than two hundred. No, I think it was two hundred. I think it was 200 even. Wow, uh, that's still good. 
Because that's a big-ass page, and it's a key page. It is, because it's like a double, whatever it's called, double up or whatever they call it. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's basically twice the size of a regular page. It's like two pages. The technical term is double upper. Is that what you called it? Is that... <laughs> double, double up. I don't know if it's double du- up. It's double something. The double, double upper. Bubble, double bubble. So that's prof- that's professional speak to you people that don't know. <laughs> the double upper is a big page. I'll big translate page. for you. Yeah. And that that and that page also has fond memories for me because I was there with my best friend Mike Myers. That's right. Looking through the pages. I, I remember that it was interesting because there's another page I was interested in, but it was like a splash page. And that one was like 600 or something. And it was weird because the page I got, it's not a splash page. It's like a half splash. Double page spread. Was that but, what the other one was? Well, no, yours I thought was like... Uh, didn't it like go across two pages in the comic? No. Oh, I thought it did. I think that was the other one that I didn't end up getting because that one was like super expensive. You're sounding but... really staticky now. What are you, What are you doing? Am I staticky? Yeah. I think I might have messed these headphones up when I tripped them. Oh, now you're really messed up. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change headphones. Now he's in the toilet. Like, uh, he sounds like he just shrunk down to the size of an ant. He, this is like special effects, everybody. He is like that be- is that better? Oh, that's much better. It, that was cool though. That whatever you did that reminded effect. me of that scene in the Ant Man when he was in the bathtub <laughs> and Mike, he shrunk can you hear down. Me? <laughs> it's like you shrunk down to nothing. Dang. Well, that was weird. Flush. You were you were don't clear, flush. and then all of a sudden it was going. It was like you were in the shower. That's, yeah, someone hopped in the shower and then. Don't flush! Don't flush! Yeah. And then, so the the other to continue on with my American Barbarian page. Oh, well, two things. One, it was interesting because. So the. The splash page actually had less like intricate details than the page I got, which seems weird because clearly the page I got took Tom more time to draw than the splash page. But splash pages go for more because they're big images. Yeah. Which is weird. The other thing I was going to mention is, so this page was so big it wouldn't fit in my luggage, so I had to hold it the whole <laughs> on the plane. The whole flight. Hopefully. Well, I didn't really hold it. I, mean, I think, I I think that's what prevented me from getting any of it. I was thinking, like, I can't fit it in my luggage. I ain't going to be able to take it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just had it, like, right in front of me. But it was good, because then, like, all through the airport, everyone got to see my page. <laughs> I can show it off to everyone. Does uh, Did you have it in, like, plastic or no? Yeah, it was in uh, one of those. Uh... Yeah. Hot flips. Yeah, hot flips they sell at the shows. So it was protected from the elements. Now it is on my wall. 
I actually and have it hanging on the, it's actually on my closet door. Nice. Because I had a, because there's nothing on the closet door and I said, I gotta, there must be a way to hook a, a picture up to the top of the door so it hangs down and I figured it out. So there it is. I was very proud of that. Have you, uh, have you heard of a comic called Venus Domina? Venus Domina. Yeah. No. Is it a verotic comic? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it sounds it, like it's, one. it's by, well, it has a Dave Stevens clever of Rocketeer fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's written by... Uh, Mother, tell your children. <laughs> it's written by Glenn Danzig. Yeah, and he owns Verotic, doesn't he? Yeah, he's still around too. Interesting. I I think I bought something in the latest previews from them. Yeah, they came back right a little while ago. Yeah, but anyway, man, this is weird. This is uh, he Dave Stevens didn't do the interiors, but, so uh, you can't expect. Is this a new book or no? Like this is an old one. This yeah. is because Dave Stevens is long gone. Um, but yeah, they could have. It is weird, man. It's about this mutant child that gets raised by like a a school for do, dominatrix. I can't even pronounce it. Dominatrix is that what they call them? Yeah, Dominatrix. Don, Don. I like how you say it though, Donna Matrix. Don, I like Donna, Donna Matrix. That's easier for me, me to say. <laughs> yeah. It's a three comic book from Matrix. <laughs> but uh, wait, to school for Donna Matrixes? Yeah, but she's like, <laughs> she has like vaginas all along her rib cage, like every rib yeah. is. A separate... vagina. Are they are they actual vaginas or are they like gills like a fish? No, they're they're like actual vaginas. Like it should they... be like, dude, that is not a vagina. Please stop <laughs> fucking my gill hole. <laughs> no, but it's so weird. It is it is very strange. But I uh, I gotta seek out the rest of this stuff because it's so, so bizarre. Does that play into the like? Does she use those? Yeah, she she. She like tortures people like almost to the point of death. Like uh it, I think she killed one of these dudes. I love it. And they love yeah, they're 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 pretty happy about it. What type of personality likes to go to a dominatrix? I don't know cuz I don't like pain. And there's usually like pain. I know there's Ecstasy, but wasn't more. It's about being like uh, submissive or something, right? Well, there's that, and then there's the harmlessness of it. I think there's some of it where you think you're getting abused, but you're in control. Uh, but in this case, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that comic I read. I forget what it was. It was digital only. It was about like uh, a dominant matrix in the dark web 
kind of like Red Room. But um, that sounds good. Yeah, it w it was good. I wish it was in print. Um, I don't even think there's any more issues of it though. But it was really really interesting. It was sort of in the vein of Red Room. But oh, there's yeah. there's three more issues I need to find of this thing. I've been seeking out more Verotic stuff. I find it fascinating. The art is very strange. I've read several, but none of them have ever really grabbed me. Maybe this one would appeal more to me. I've read a with couple, all, and I've, I'm starting you know, to like with all them a the lot. vaginas and everything. Yeah, plus you get you get penis, so you'd be very happy. Oh, I do like to get penis. Yeah, there you go. My comics. You're set. Yeah, Danzig has a very specific... Uh, you know what you're going to get if you read a Verotic comic. But he also prints out, like, public domain stuff, because he's, like, put out, like, uh, Phantom Lady uh, trades and stuff like that. You know, by Matt Baker, that the Golden Age stuff. Yeah. See, that's the... Is that... What is that considered? Like, Bad Girl or something? No. Well, oh. those are from the 40s. I mean, I guess you could consider it or the bad pre girl predecessor but... to that or something. I don't think of bad girl one. until the 90s. Yeah. This but what is... was the, like the bondage type stuff? What 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 about it? What genre is that? I don't know. Gene Simmons had one too. I was looking through my comics and I had I think it was called Zipper. <clears throat> yeah, was that the one his son was drawing? Oh no, that was a that was a true Donna Matrix one, the one his son drew. But then I but then you found out he didn't actually draw it. <laughs> yeah, I don't worry about all that controversial shit. It just makes things more valuable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't it don't, I mean <coughs> I think it's interesting. Yeah, I remember Zipper. I'm sure I have a... number I one. To, I need to open my file. I'm sure you have number have. one. I probably have number one. Let's see, comic. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Okay. Processing, processing, processing. All right, here we go. Zipper. Zipper. Oh, I don't have number one. I have number two and three. <laughs> That's weird. Goodness gracious. I need to order. Why do I have I'm... so many of them? So many as in duplicates? Well, there's one through six. I don't have a full run. What's going on? I have one, two, four, five, and six. One, I so gotta get into that box, those that closet. Written by Tom Waltz with art by Casey Maloney. Zipper. I Gene got. Simmons, this zipper. is how I find out I'm missing so many in my database. Like, I can't imagine how many. I probably have like 
over 90,000, and I just haven't taken credit yet for them. They're just all... They're not inventoried yet. AOL. America yeah. Online. <laughs> you, they're, you got them during the AOL days. And the... you. You put them in a file in AOL, and then AOL went away, and you lost all your. AOL's still around. I use. I have an account still. Like email or something. Yeah. Wow. Can you believe it? I use that as like my primary thing. I did not know that. Yeah, Kickstarter. I wish there was a way in Kickstarter I could extract things that I get too many emails like hundreds because I support so many and then every oh, time the, they the come updates, out with some yeah. any that you get the updates plus you get oh guess what we got coming out next oh yeah hey my new kickstarter is right and, and hey, that, my new kickstarter has yeah three weeks left well hey, I, I, I don't I don't mind those because sometimes I miss something and I'm like oh I want to filter out all the crap, like redundant stuff, and I don't know how. Like it, I all I want is my surveys and my reminders of new products. Like, and if I could just get it down to that, yeah, that's I, I would be I would be happy because I guess you could make a filter or something. It, it's still almost possible, impossible. Because some of the surveys are like, the surveys are coming out. Expect your survey soon. It would grab all that shit. The other thing I don't like is, well, I don't mind, like you, I don't mind when they announce like there's a new Kickstarter coming out. But you don't but... get nearly as much. If you, if you did, you would right. be annoyed by it too. Because yeah. you'd but get flooded. The, the other thing I was going to say is, what I don't like is, if you supported someone who's had like a few Kickstarters and you supported them, then you're going to get the same email from each account, from each uh, Kickstarter. Oh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Cause guess Instead what? I support, e yeah. I support like evolution. Yeah. So you get, <laughs> guess you how get, like, many emails I get. You get like 20 emails for each new oh, launch. 20 is, <laughs> 20 is being like uh, nice. <laughs> I buy everything they get. They do pretty yeah. much. So it's ridiculous. So you can't miss one of theirs. <laughs> so you open your email and it's just all from Kickstarter. You gotta find the non-Kickstarter ones. Yeah, I uh, started a new like uh, kind of policy during the COVID week, but I was like, I'm spending a lot on Kickstarters and I'm not reading these things. So I like went back a month and a half and I just. I, I I said from this point on, if it arrives, I'm reading it like right when I get it. Yeah. Because it's not like a yeah, three ninety nine comic, and it's right. not like a three ninety nine comic and then a discount on that. It's like a ten dollar or more book. Right. You're you're paying for the privilege to be able to read it early. Yeah. So I I gotta read it right away. Yeah. So I like you might as well just I'm wait, marathon wait, through get it later. 
Otherwise, you can just wait and get it in previews or get it from a convention or something. Yeah. And that's where most of the bad girl stuff comes through is Kickstarters now. They're starting to put out some of the Tyndall stuff, though, in previews, which is the Merck. The what uh, stuff? Merck Publishing. Because they were all okay. Kickstarters before, and now they're in previews, so that that's pretty interesting. Oh. Like what? What do they bring out? Do they have one in the current previews? Uh, let me check. They should. Let's go to... Do they just publish under Merck? I think so. I don't know if they ordered their stuff. They just had something come out, and I realized I already had it because I kickstarted it. You're not getting. I, any, are you getting any uh, like a, a buzz from my headphones or not? No, I hear. Do you hear yourself as a buzz? No, I was getting it before though, but I would. It seems to be okay on my end now. No, so ever since you sure. unplugged or replugged or whatever. Your sound quality got better. Okay. Good. So how are you feeling? I didn't ask you about your uh you sound better. Yeah, I'm I'm no longer infectious cuz I tested negative. Um I worked a week. I'm still kind of weak though, man. Uh to tell you the truth, like yesterday I, I had a brand new mower delivered and i mowed and god i was like physically exhausted after i was done and i haven't gone back to the elliptical yet i i tried i did 15 minutes one day on friday but i haven't yeah. really got back into the swing of stuff yeah i don't remember how long it took me to mark yours i think it hit you a little harder than it hit me yeah. So I don't remember. <clears throat> I but but we recorded the when I had it. Like um we re, the last time we recorded was day 1 of remember I said I kind of had a sore throat and, Right, that was before you tested the first time. Yeah, well, that's why well, no, you're saying that you you were I tested test, negative that test day yourself. though. I did. Right. That yeah, that you day did, but... I tested negative. Yeah. So I thought, "Oh, it's just, I just have a cold. I'm nothing oh. to worry about." So yeah. I didn't isolate like from Barb or anything, and then she got it. But um, the How next the the, ne the next day I had like a 24-hour fever, and yeah. uh, that is when I knew something was wrong. And then I I don't usually have migraines. I don't even know what a migraine is. Barb's had migraines, but I was getting like these pulses of migraines. I still am, mm -hmm. but they're they're very infrequent, but uh, those are the weird symptoms that I had, and then like a metallic taste in my mouth. But really, yeah, I can taste perfectly. Like I, everything I ate, I could taste. But when Just I'm not eating, like when I'm not eating or something, and I have a long time between eating, it had like yeah. a metallic. Alex. Interesting. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting how it affects everyone differently. Yeah. Slightly differently. But I can definitely I listen to your uh weekly whatever show. Oh, weekly reads. Yeah. And it was funny because your voice sounded like mine when I had COVID on on, on this recording. Because <laughs> your voice, like the yeah, but Barb still sounds bad. It's like, the exact like the froggy voice. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was it was I don't know I felt okay that day. I just I, my voice was like going. Yeah. And then I was, was like, I better cut it short. I'm gonna like not be able to talk very long. I need to go back and listen to the episode where I had COVID on the show just to remember what it was like. <laughs> but I, I think I lasted the whole show, so. You did. My froggy voice. I, I don't think yours was nearly as bad as mine. Like, I, no, mine was I, mostly my, my fever was pretty state, scary. Like, I was going to go to the doctor because I couldn't come. I mean, I, I brought it down artificially be, by using, like, a wet cloth on my neck and forehead mm. and drinking, like, really cold juice and fluids. But as soon as I took that away, I was, it, the temperature would go back up to, like, 100.3. So, did, you take any, did you take any? Oh, I took Tylenol. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have – I think – I think I had a slightly elevated temperature, but maybe like 99, nothing serious. I don't think I got above 100. There was only two days, though, that I felt like total shit. You had that. Yeah, that's just what after, your body After we recorded, I, I was supposed to record with Kyle that night, and I was feeling sick. And I was like, I canceled. And so Sunday, I... I, I Sunday af- afternoon, I started to feel like shit, and then Monday, I I felt like absolute shit, and then Tuesday, I started to rebound. Except I, that's when I was getting like the nasally piece of the co- cold, yeah, and then had trouble talking and started coughing on the next day, and I was still getting over the cough, but I'm yeah, much that's, better. That's the one thing I remember that I disliked was. The tail end of it like took forever to go away. Yeah. It was like every day it was like something slightly different. Like now it's in your sinuses and now it's in your throat and it's like come on just go away. <laughs> and then the everybody up. at work knows like they could tell from your cough because it's like an awful cough. But I'm not contagious anymore because I you. if you I test negative you know. Mm-hmm. But I have the what KN95 or hey, masks. Yeah. I don't think I got the coughing. I don't know when. Uh, I don't know where I got it from. It had to be from a restaurant or the movies. It had to be because I'm usually yeah. masked up otherwise. And at the movies, the only time I'm not masked up is when I'm eating popcorn. And I was eating popcorn. Was there someone behind you? Yeah, that there was somebody sick, but they weren't like right behind us. They were like, they must have been about like twenty feet away. Yeah, well, I guess it just depends on how the airflow. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you ever watch that movie Outbreak, 
when he gets infected by the monkey, Patrick Dempsey goes to the movies, and they they do a really good job of him like sneezing, and then yeah, they it. show like the filtration system, and they show like the droplets just getting spread throughout the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, because I think six feet, if there's like no air flow, or yeah, it's safe as long as. But if there's like a breeze going from the infected person to you, then I think you're screwed. Yeah, so that's probably it could, where it could I just got be it. that there is a breeze coming right, right down from the sick person to you. But but I think I think. The weird thing is, by the time you know you're sick, you're it's too late. Like you've already infected your family. Right. That's cause when I got mine. We think we got it. It started from my nephew on on Christmas, but he was he he didn't have any symptoms yet. <laughs> and it was yeah. only you know a few days later when people started yeah. testing positive. So. Well, I was the, talking to Reed. That's how it spreads. I was talking to Reed, and he said his wife's had it three times, like for every like major derivation. <laughs> oh, she's, like, collect, pretty... she's collected all. She's collecting all. Yeah. The... So I don't think like if, if that's the case, I don't think your antibodies are building up against variants. Do you know what I mean? It's like getting right. the it, it's like getting the flu one year, and then you get it the next year. Right. Well, it's, yeah, it's like that's why we can't vaccinate against colds because there's so many variants, variants that it's impossible yeah. to to get them all. So, because you can get a cold and then you can get another cold the next week. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at our Facebook memories though, it. and uh, we were in Jim Shooter's panel today. Oh, that was a great panel. Yeah. Got to see Jim Shooter yell yell at a poor AV guy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't blame him, though. Like, that's his time. Like, they they made that for him. And And, yeah, they had his materials. And they'd say, what do you need, right? They probably ask everybody, oh, I need an overhead projector or something. And then if they don't provide it, because I'm showing artwork. I have a slideshow. I I think he was a hardcore editor in chief, but I think I would have liked to work for him because I like people like I like to work for people that are methodical, like or in charge, in charge and methodical. Like yeah, there's reason behind every move. Like right, who have a plan and yeah, know how to execute it. Right. Know what they need. Know what they need from you. Yeah, he he, he was. I I like to see it because not as a joke. Like got to see Jim Shooter yell at someone, but because he didn't really yell. <coughs> but I got to see the uh, the serious side of Jim Shooter, where he was like. <laughs> yeah, which you wouldn't normally see. Talking someone down and explaining to them. Not berating them, but <laughs> But he was he was he he was uh 
the the thing is is when that guy couldn't like get stuff to work initially like they eventually did but he's like well he had a backup plan he's like well i can work through this like he mm -hmm. even said uh, you know i'll work through this <clears throat> so he's prepared either way which which I'm always uh, advocate of, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Because if you always prepare for the worst, you always have a plan. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, quite the panel. So, I, like, this was normally, this is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, by the way. Um, this is normally... The heroes weekend. heroes weekend on Father's Day, because that's they usually grant you Father's Day by letting you leave. <laughs> that it's was like... My Father's Day present mm. is that I got to go on a trip. <laughs> yeah, many years. <clears throat> yeah, it's, is it next weekend? Yeah, and then hopefully next year. We'll be able to make the return. We lost Tim Sale. That's pretty young, at like 66. Yeah, that's... I don't know what he died of yet. I don't know if they announced it. Yeah, I, d I didn't... I didn't see... And I don't, rem I don't pay enough attention to know if he was... Oh, kidney failure. Suffering from something. Was caused by kidney failure. Hmm. I don't know if he had an ongoing, ongoing thing. thing. I know he was admitted to the hospital because they announced it, and then it's like three days later he was gone, or two or three, two days later. Yeah, it'd be interesting to. That's what... one thing I like to. I personally like to find out what kill people not because i'm trying to poke into their lives or whatever but just because to avoid it to, yeah, to avoid it well well, I, I hear you if there's anything i can do to like in other words in, in other words if i have a kidney issue and i go to the hospital do i need to go earlier do you know what i mean right. exactly. like it's two day two days and i'm dead you know right yeah if he had symptoms of a certain type, then I know that I need to take them seriously. Yeah. Or it can, it can scare you straight, right? Yeah, but there's so much things you can't really control. I mean, you can prepare for certain things, but... Yeah, but on the same hand, there are a lot of things you can't control. Yeah, I have a I have a friend that, that just retired, um, and he had prostate cancer. And uh, they effed up at the doctors because they said they had control. I, I guess who was doing the testing, they ended up firing that person because she had notified, I don't know how many patients, that they were so, so, somewhat in the clear. And then later on, I guess the doctor reviewed the materials and uh, then called everybody back and said, oh, no, you're not in the clear <laughs> Ooh, so that's... that that kind of sucks yeah that's terrible 
wonder if there's anything you can do about that. About a doctor fucking up? I don't think you can. <clears throat> unless you have, like, two simultaneous doctors that you you pay for one out of your own pocket because insurance won't let you do two. Yeah. And, and but, you, I mean, you get it, two simultaneously, uh, you know, just to confirm, oh, you, you, you were in this state. And then also get two opinions on how yeah. to what's what's was the it, course was of the action. Was the first one a doctor who gave that? I think it was a. Clear? I think it was like a doctor's technician. Yeah. Well, they shouldn't be doing that in the first place. I think they did it with the doctor's permission, but they misread yeah. the. Whatever. Right. Yeah the test results or they didn't but, read them rightly, but, but it wasn't just him. Yeah. It was with a bunch of, right. With all the, so he, just... the doctor had to call personally and said, Hey, I have to fire this person. They weren't doing their job and I'm sorry to give you bad news, but Oof. yeah, it That's sucks. Horrible. <clears throat> That's why whenever I get like a, a blood test, I like to look up like any numbers that are, High or low. Just Barb, to see what they are. Bar- Barb does that, but I, I can't because then I start self-diagnosing myself <laughs> and doing all this research and I end up worrying about stuff. So yeah. I don't <clears> – <throat> I can't do that. I can't do it. I know you should proactively understand it, but then I get psychologically um... – Yeah, my, my wife is kind of the same way where – yeah, if she were to do it, she would think she has, like, every kind of disease. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, am I <laughs> dying? You know, like, and I, I start to think about it, and then I can't sleep, and I don't know, I just... Yeah, it stresses, then the stress is going to kill you. Where my, my wife is more... My wife should have been an engineer. She's so, like, methodical and... She's the calm one. I'm the one, I'm the hysterical well, I mean, one. I mean, you need that She's... for science as well, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I freak out with medical shit. Like I just even when it's not my own, like my dad or my mom or I I get more shook up than my brother for sure. So, yeah, you're more of a, a warrior. Yeah. I got that from my mom. Yeah. I was first born, and I guess the mama's boy, and I got more of her personality where my my brother's more like my dad. Definitely on the social uh, uh, introvert, extrovert, I definitely got my mom and my brother got my dad yeah. my dad's a super extrovert like I, i'm not shy bill like you know i'll go in front of everybody and talk and brief and like but i i like to keep my circle like my inner circle tight you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah i don't share with everybody i yeah whereas your dad can probably go yeah, to the my grocery dad, store and but like i don't like for an instance as neighbors like i don't go out of my way to do stuff and my dad does right 
Yeah, that's just a person, yeah, personality type. But it it is interesting. It, and I would see it like with my own sons. For yeah. sure, my older son takes after me, and my younger son takes more after Melanie. And it, well, I mean, well, it's not it's not a hundred percent. But what 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 is the main personality though, like trait that you see? Like, are you talking extrovert, introvert, or what are you talking? <clears throat> Well, no, because both Melanie and I are introverts, so <laughs> you're both introverts. See, see, me and Barb are both introverts too, but but like, what am I? What are you talking about? Like, just like like a category. Like, well, I don't want to. I have to be careful about it because I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to give away personality traits of my children. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Dad, what did you say about us? <laughs> but there's yeah, there's just. Are you talking about social though, or? Yeah, well, I guess my my elder son has my. Uh, <laughs> we get frustrated easily with things. <laughs> Say that. Well, I think me and you are a lot, uh, very likely. But when you get frustrated, do you keep it in? In other words, does it? Uh, I'm better now than I was when I was younger. <laughs> yeah. I can keep it in now. When I was I, younger, well, I always keep it in, and that's sometimes it's not good to to to, to keep, keep your frustration, like to not release. <laughs> that's true. But keep it buried. Keep it buried. <laughs> I, I I think that's one of the reasons. It's probably the same for you. Why I I'm not really into video games because I just get frustrated too easily and. Oh yeah, impatience and frustration like, and. Fuck this. <laughs> For me, it was it was it was like, I don't know. As soon as my friend left with the with the video games, I left too. Like it's even though now technology is so different, I could say, oh, he's in New Mexico, and I we could play Madden over the. Over the mm -hmm. internet, it's just not the same. Because part of what I liked is making him cry, like, <laughs> and he liked the same making me cry. But it is like that was the comp competition that you can't get, like, unless you're in front of each other and um, picking on each other. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's not the same over a mic. <laughs> you're so old school. Yeah. In person. Kids these days would say the opposite. It's better. Well, I'm I'm life. sure. Um I mean I'm glad like I am so glad I grew up when I grew up. Because I don't think comics would have been part of my life in now. with the technology yeah. that's available to me. Yeah. I wouldn't have been introduced to a lot of stuff. I I, I like that there was manual. I, I like I was before remotes and had to go manually change the channels and, <laughs> and and get the rabbit ears and have to hold them a certain way to get UHF and like and it. the fact that I know what UHF is that's awesome. Like I I know what an eight track is. I know what a reel to reel. I know what a punch card is. And I always remember like. I always remember the changing man 
manual station channels on the TV because you'd be sitting on the couch and you want to change the channel and then your one of your siblings like walks by the TV and you're like, oh, can you change the channel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was your that was your version of the remote. Whoever was passing by the TV had to change the channel. Didn't grow up with an alarm. You just got up on your own. You set your internal alarm. My alarm was ridiculous on Saturday mornings as I'd get up like fucking an hour and a half before cartoons started because I didn't want to miss anything. And watch those damn color bon- color bars on the TV. <laughs> Waiting for this channel to start. Yeah, and I remember and even like the good cartoons didn't even start until like later. And I you know, I was I was too unsophisticated like now I appreciate what I was watching a lot more than I did when I was a kid, but I used to have like used to start with like Dudley Do Right and mm-hmm. uh Rocky and Bullwinkle and it, that humor was a little too sophisticated for me at the time it, it i mean that cartoon yeah i never was, liked that as a kid that, yeah it was like now i appreciate it more like i i get the humor more but when mm-hmm. i was little i didn't so i was happy when scooby-doo started and to watch the lone ranger tarzan hour and i loved my sleep stack the land of the lost mm-hmm. but anyway we better get started because you got a father's day event you have to go to in a bit i do <clears throat> so we're gonna do previews but it's gonna be a quicker i, I think we should just hit our uh main stuff for yeah i was pretty in. upset because it's the first month i went up in price and I, i'm still i guess i'm still trying to figure out Still reducing, if I can. But there's, there was just there. I've been reducing collected editions pretty significantly. But now that Marvel's losing the Conan license, there ain't no way in hell I'm gonna stop my Conan chain. So. Um, yeah, that, that's understandable. And also the Golden Age stuff. I can't like. You can't get that stuff. Like period. So. When I see a Golden Age Wonder Woman volume, I got to get it. Right. Understandable. All right, what do you want to start with? Well, we could start with DC. Right, my DC. Do I have my... How much DC do I have? I think there's a one-shot. Maybe it's more than a one-shot, but it's the new Tom King, Batman One Day, The Riddler. I'll be getting that. Where the heck is my back? Where the heck is my DC? Find Batman. You're so digital. <laughs> I am. Okay. Here we go. Uh, Batman One Day the Riddler. Yeah, I'm going to get that one. Are you going to get Dear Detective? That one's interesting. Is that an art book? It's an art book, but he turned it into a comic book. I don't know how he's going to co- do it. covers, right? No, he took... Well, yeah, it, he took his covers, and then he put a story around it. So I don't oh, know so how made, the hell he's he going to do it. He tied them together with other splash images he, or something? He, and Well, know, I think he turned them into... Pa- he turned it to panels, but I don't... 
I mean, it's an interesting experiment. I don't think it's going to be a a very good uh, flowing story. Yeah, story. But it is a fun experiment, and he does. He's a hell of an artist, that's for sure. No doubt. <clears throat> that's uh. Yeah, it's potential. Seven ninety nine though. Yeah, I I don't know how it's gonna read, but it should be yeah, kind of interesting. interesting. It's a one shot too. Yeah. And then we have Sword of Azrael coming up. Um, this one's interesting because they have a uh, a Sword of Azrael, Dark Knight of the Soul, that is reprinting material. From the backup of a story uh, in Urban Legends, it's collecting it, and then that's what leads to the miniseries. That's by Dan Waters and Nicola. Good luck on that. I don't know. There's a lot of uh, special carrots over there. Three, uh, three accents on that. Holy crap. And Tom Taylor fans, you, there's a new deceased War of the Undead Gods. Art by Trevor Hershine and Andy Lanning. Mm-hmm. There's some Dark Crisis tie-ins. This one's interesting, but I'm not going to get it because it's like a, an all-ages thing. No, the... But uh, it is my Suicide Squad, which makes it really interesting. But uh, it's uh, DC Saved by Bell Reeve. And it does have Art Balthazar and Franco. It has some interesting creators for sure. It's like an anthology special. <coughs> I wonder what the age limit is on here. Maybe it isn't all kids. Maybe I need to do get it. Yeah, let me. Because this is the 9.99 prestige format. Scrolls back in session. Yeah, it doesn't specifically say. They used to but, put ratings on these. Do they? But both the cover, both the covers are younger age animated style. Yeah, I might, I might have to get this because this looks like one of the summer special things. I wish I could. It's got Scott Collins art though too. Mike Norton, Carl <laughs> Kershaw. Maybe they're Juan just Ferreira. showing. They're, maybe that's just the cover they're showing by uh, Junie Ba. Yeah, I'd like I, to see the Rossimo cover. I should have put that one. Oh, I think it one. is on the right. I think that's Rossimo? Yeah, it says variant. There's only two covers. Oh, there's only two covers. Well, that's a kid style, too. 
Yeah, but I think one of the stories, the Art Balthazar and Franco, is a, a Tiny Titan story. Mm -hmm. And then it looks like it's got like a Young Justice and a Batgirl, and a Black Lightning. I don't know. Maybe this isn't. I don't know. I bet I would have to add that. Harlequin is going weekly on their 30th anniversary. Got my man John Boy Myers doing the covers. That's why there's so many Harley Quinns. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Plus an annual. Plus an animated series. There, That's like six titles for the month. Yeah, it's heavy. Heavy Harley Quinn month. Lots of covers. We have a Olympus One-Shot Rebirth by Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad with art by Caitlin Yarsky. This is a Wonder Woman type book I will be getting. And then the I'm looking forward to this uh the new champion of Shazam with uh Miss Marvel. Oh Mary. It's got Doc Shaner doing it. The art. He's pretty amazing. Yeah, and I love that Josh Middleton cover. I like the Gary Frank one. I think it's amazing. Yeah, that is too. Oh, yeah, Gary Frank is amazing. Yeah, you, I'm considering that one. Human Target has a uh, Tales of the Human Target. Yeah, I'll be getting that. One shot. And then you got some collected editions. I am. I'm probably going to get the Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah, I think you'd like that. Because I read number one and I really liked it. Yeah. I mean, it's Tom Taylor and it's basically what if superheroes were around in the medieval times. So. And that's what he excels at. Like, taking the even with the book below it. Well, no, that's mm -hmm. DC versus vampires, but the uh, deceased taking right. or injustice taking the taking him out of continuity and putting him in some some situation. A different, yeah, a different scenario or a different uh, universe. I think that's it for me in terms of new stuff. Um they have a Batman Silver Age Omnibus, but this one's weird because it's, even though it's in here, DCBS solicited that a month ago and through an email. So, um, it's not really in the solicits. And then the Phantom Stranger Omnibus is for 150 bucks, so you can see where the price but that is a hell of... It, it has the 1952 1 through 6, the 1969 1 through 41, and then almost everything going up to like the 80s, which is pretty amazing. Which one are you talking about? Phantom Stranger oh, Omnibus. Phantom Stranger, yeah. 
And then the other one I'm I'm getting is the Wonder Woman Golden Age Omnibus Volume Five. So that's where a lot of the lot dollars is increased. Yeah. yeah, and that's not even including the Batman Silver Age because that was on a previous. Uh, right. Um, I already ordered that. Yeah, one. I already mm-hmm. ordered it. So then we go to the Marvel. <coughs> Marvel, I don't have as much. Yeah, Marvel, I, I, I'm sort of reducing my Marvel because I'm going digital, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still keeping up with what I'm getting. But I'm like not getting like Amazing Fantasy 1000. Yeah, I was gonna pass on that one as well. Because of the price tag and then the anthology type format, I'm just gonna read that digitally. I did jump on the Edge of Spider Verse because it's a lot of uh, first appearances of characters and such, and I. I, I am still going to get Ultraman, the mystery of the Ultra 7. I just started reading the Ultraman stuff, and it's really well done. I really like it. I have no knowledge of the TV show or the property, but I'm liking it. Don't get bit by the squirrel, Harley. I'll get the damage control number one. I did get that. I was. Uh, I'm only getting it because of the writer, though. Yeah, because Adam Goldberg. <laughs> we do. And we've loved everything he's done on the Xenoscope, so. Yep. Got another Anacente X-Men Legends. Oh, that one's not on my list. It'll be. It's on my pull list, though. I remember to note it, though, so it'll go in my. show up in my budget. What is she doing? Oh, a long shot. Yes. I don't think there's a a lot of new number ones in this. uh... I will say Punishers is outstanding. I'm three issues in, and I'm really liking that. that. Well, there is a uh, Ghost Rider Vengeance Forever by Benjamin Percy and Juan Jose Rip on art. I did not notice that. And that's a one-shot. And then the it's pages, got our our pages uh, sp- spawn. It's on uh, fifty. Nice. And the cover is Bajorn Berens, the spawn no, cover artist. Even though he's not my favorite spawn cover guy. <coughs> he's good though. Oh, that's a good that's a good cover. Yeah, he is good. He's super talented. Oh, thank you for pointing that out. 
How about I miss a rip cover, a rip art? See, this is the problem with digital. I miss stuff. You know, I try to point them out to you, but uh, because I get most of them, but um, <sighs> there is an alien number one that's uh, starting up again. They they just completed the previous one. I I yeah. really liked it, so I'm, I'm on board still. And then a whole bunch of Star Wars stuff. Oh, that has a Baron's cover as well. Apparently Marvel's tapped into him. That is a really nice uh, alien for sure. Yeah, that's a that's a good fit. Him and with on aliens. Oh really yeah, or Predator, I bet. Yeah. The one thing I think I'm going to add, because we saw this, I think, in a previous previews, but they were limited to like 200 copies, was this Fantastic Four Alex Ross thing. Yeah, they've. this is the regular release version. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm going to probably get that as well. Old Mike would be getting all of these Omnibuy. New Mike is uh, is getting the Conan the Barbarian, the original Mar Marvel Years Omnibus Volume 10. And I'm actually going with the Jim Lee cover because... For which one? I have the McFarlane cover that you have two oh, covers. Oh, the Conan? Yeah. Yeah. What do you have the Conan or the McFarlane cover on? The original. Oh, just the, the issue? Issue, yeah. Yeah, and the Jim Lee cover is pretty cool, too. Close-up. Has Red Sonya. They do have that Lethal Protector Venom by Michelini trade and the Hulk Grand Design Treasury Edition by Jim Rugg. And then the Epic Collections I'm going to get, because I'm getting Conan and Omnibuy, I'm not going to get the Epic, but I am going to get the Moon Knight and the Venom. And not the Star Wars. I, I pulled back on the Star Wars Epic Collection, so I'm not all in anymore. <coughs> That's it. Anything you're getting trade-wise? Uh, no. I'm considering getting the Venom Lethal, Lethal Protector. I'm That's liking these one. series. I, I I'm really liking when they're bringing back some of the old creators and letting them like that Wolverine patch. Like I, mm -hmm. I love that. I'm, yeah, I'm starting cool. to read like patch again. I'm like, this is awesome shit. Like talk about a podcast making me go back and read it. I, I was, they did a uh, book of the month with Wolverine patch. And I was like, God, I want to go back and read all this. So I've, <laughs> I've been reading it. I, I read the Marvel 
um, Comics Presents. Okay. And now I'm in the Wolverine proper series. But uh, yeah, I never read that. That would be. It's it's so cool to see like John Buscema take on like Wolverine in Mandapore. Like I I really like it. I really like it a lot. Yeah, I think I would like it too. The colors are a little odd because they they sometimes like color the backgrounds really strange and they do some crazy stuff, but. It looks amazing. Like Busema on his women, because there's lots of them. They look amazing. More so than his Wolverine, but it's it's really cool. Matter of fact, when I go to the storage unit to to get my um, burlap. I'm going to get the Epic Collection because I've been reading those things digitally and I'd rather read them in print. In the <laughs> Epic, yeah. Yeah. Sure. So you want to get to the main previews? Good stuff, yeah. Main previews. Ooh, opens. Last Shadowhawk. So this is something they did. Or No, this is a new run, right? Yeah, with writer-artist Philip Tam. I was, bummed, I, I was kind of bummed out being that this is the 30th anniversary and Valentino isn't writing it. Do you, do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I would like him to return back to his... It is, it is strange for a 30th anniversary that they don't have the creator writing it. I agree. I was going to go all in, all on the, all these covers, and I just decided to go with cover A. Just uh, get one. I'm getting cover E. Yeah, that one looks uh, like he's in a Spider-Man pose. That's Jim Valentino and Jimmy Robinson, so. That's, I'm just getting it because Jimmy Robinson. Yeah. I don't know. He must have just inked it or something. I don't know. I even know what he did on it, but <laughs> yeah. But it is cool. They're all. I think cool. I, think I, I mean, got cover B because it was Valentino and uh, it was after Liefeld's Young Blood. Yeah. That so I might have cool. gotten two. This Love <sighs> Everlasting looks really good. Like uh, actually, this... maybe I got to get that one. Which one? The Young Cover Blood? B. Yeah, because it's got Bad Rock, Savage Dragon, yep. Invincible, Spawn, Shadowhawk, and... Witchblade. Witchblade. Awesome. I think I'm to switch. <laughs> yeah. You get more characters, that's for sure. And you get it in a young blood homage. Yeah. It's got Savage Dragon. Love Everlasting is on page thirty six. This is Tom King and Elisa Cherry. Yeah, I've been waiting for this one. This one sounds like the Hawkman love thing, but uh it, it does look really interesting. 
she falls in love in every era and it's got a horror vibe to it horror romance fantasy so it should be pretty good i'm gonna go with cover b because i that is the uh, clay man but it's the western themed that is a cool cover i i really love the western cover on that there's like a Tulu Lute cover D. Yeah, cover B. Is... Jenny Friesen. I'm gonna badass. go with cover B for sure. Yeah, that's a badass cover. I've been I've been waiting for this though, because this is one they've been releasing through their uh, Substack. Oh, you do that? No, I don't do it. Well, then how do you know about it? I know about it. <laughs> no, but how do you? <laughs> How do I know about it? I don't remember. I mean, are you subscribed to like free Substack or something? And you get an email or what? Um, no. I just knew I knew about this one. I don't know because either <coughs> I didn't either know this was of a Tom Substack King or for Elsa. I just I've just known it existed as a Substack. I remember the announcement because I, I I like both Tom King and I like. Elsa's art a lot, so I, I was jealous when Tom King got to work with her. I'm like, oh, lucky son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I knew that they were working together on the and putting it all in Substack, but I never, no, I didn't subscribe to it, but cause I, I figured eventually it would come out and print, and I would just get it then. Yeah. So it's finally here, so I'm excited. I like her art a lot. Old dog, we've read this, at least part of it, in uh, image number one. Yep. So this is the... Yeah, and I think even in image number one, they said, like, <coughs> here's a preview of it. Mm -hmm. we'll continue in its own series. So that was, that was the old dude who was a, a spy and gets, is getting pulled back in or something. CIA operative. Yeah, I'll get number one to check it out. I think I'm getting all these number ones. Well, same here. Cause I, I've been really good, like, the last two previews about not getting all the images, but everything in this batch was interesting to me. Yeah, they're 20th century men. Yeah. Which is... Fantasy, science fiction, superheroes, war, and military. All right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I like all those things. And the preview pages looked really cool. Yeah, that. Yeah, they do look. The art looks amazing. The Dead Lucky I got because it's in the Radiant uh, Black World. The black Universe. Man, he just keeps expanding that thing. Yep. Ooh, that's good art, too. The Deadliest Bouquet. That looks interesting. That's like the the Golden Girls and Charlie's Angels and Charmed. Mm -hmm. This is... Looks Erica Schultz. Erica Schultz, yeah. Crime and Mystery. That sounds good. Oh, 
Golden Rage. In a world where Oh no, this is the go this is the Golden Girls one. The other one wasn't. Okay, Rage. yeah, this is the Yeah, the other one is the Charlie's Angels. Yeah. This one is the Golden Girls. I hope I signed up for cover B on this one. Tululu Tay. I have to double check. Oh yeah, Tululu Tay cover. Let's see. Golden Rage. I think I was just getting the standard cover, which that's okay. I am too, but it might have been cheaper. Yeah, it's cheaper. Battle Royal meets the Golden Girls. <laughs> There's a Brigade number one remastered edition. Yep, remastered. I like these because it takes the original art and they ink over it. So, like, you'll see, like, Clay Man, Philip Tan, Dan Frega, Marat, Ed Piscor, Tom Scholey, Jim Rugg. They're inking over Liefeld's art. Pencils, yeah. So I, I love these experiments that, like, they did on Snake Eyes, and I, I'm all for that for sure. Yeah, and I'm guessing he just says, like, go crazy, like, do your style over over the pencils. That's what I would do. I'll be like, just go friggin' wild on it. <laughs> yeah. Show me what you got. I don't think I ordered the shirtless bear fighter. Yeah, if this is volume two. <laughs> I will be getting the 20XX one shot. Yeah, that's uh, a <clears throat> Luna, bro Jonathan Luna. <clears throat> so that I think the the 20 20XX trade has come out. Yeah. Did you ever get monkey meat? Monkey meat? Yeah. Number one. I think so. Did you read it? I heard it's really bizarre. I didn't buy it. I think I read it. Let me look. Yeah, be curious what you gave it. The trade paperbacks in this one. No, wait. Maybe I didn't get monkey meat. I'm getting it confused with something else. I don't think I got monkey meat. Got a lot of good... Uh trades here there's a newburn volume one rogue son and there's the step by bloody step i did get monkey meat okay oh uh, mike i don't know if you knew this but getting old yeah your your yours seems to be losing faster than mine i at least know what i get <laughs> and I get way more. <laughs> but I do remember that. I, like, I remember when this was solicited, and I remember I I was, I couldn't, this is one of the ones that was on the edge where I wasn't sure if I was going to order Yeah, that's why I was curious if you rated it as a go-no-go, because no go, I've heard it's very... Yeah, I haven't read it yet. I heard it's very different, like, in terms of 
comic book storytelling like uh, what yeah. it is. Yeah. I'll have to I will definitely have to read it. I didn't notice it in here. There's a Cover Girls number two by our uh Gilliam March. Yes. Cover. I'm gonna get that. I get all the Gilliam Arch hardcovers. I just a few pages back there was a die hardcover for the, the Kieran Gillian die series. I have all the trades, but if you passed on the trades, that's a recommended book. I didn't, I didn't in. get nice that in, into that. You didn't like it? I liked it. It was like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's about, yeah, it's kids who are playing Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. but then they get sucked into the world. And then I'm just getting the usuals. Yeah, let me, let me look at my list here, see if there's anything unusual. Now, just the, yeah, usuals, so... In closet, all the spawns, image, mythology. That's about it for me. I don't think I'm getting any new uh, boom stuff. I don't have any boom stuff either. Except for maybe this magic thing, and I can't remember if I decided to jump off or not. I think I did. I just kept getting magic, and I didn't get this one shot. Yep, that was it. Dark Horse. Star Wars moved from IDW to Dark Horse, so they have Star Wars Hyperspace Stories, number one. I am not going to get that. And they also had Star Wars, this was directly to a hardcover, Tales of the Rancor Pit. Three Tales of Terror. But I am getting Minor Threats, number one, by Patton Oswald and Jordan Bloom. Yes, I'm getting that as well. That's the first of four issues. And then I'm getting Survi Survival Street. I'm not getting Survival Street. It is like a Sesame Street parody, an adult satire Sesame Street. I'm in. I like adult puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Doing drugs. Frankenstein Returns from the Magnolia Verse, The New World. 
What do I got next? Let's see here. There's a festival hardcover. That might be all of them. Oh, no. Yeah, festival. Christopher Golden. There's a new Parasomnia from Cullen Bunn, The Dreaming God, number one. This mm-hmm. looked really interesting, but I'm not getting it because of the price. But uh, Confabulation and Ancidotal Antibiotic, uh, uh, ugh, Autobiography, autobiography by Dave Gibbons. It looks like it's his autobiography, and he has in here why he no longer speaks to Alan Moore. But there's like a lot of interesting things in the write-up here. Which I'd I'd be interested in for sure. Yep. So if you're a, a big Dave Gibbons fan, then forty well, seconds. Pro- what are we gonna get? The cover, vo- cover volume one trade. Oh yeah, that's good. Which I swear, did it, that series take a long time to come out? Because I swear number one came out like two years ago. Well, it was collected by DC Comics. And now that Brian Michael Bendis has moved over. Oh, they switched it over. They switched well, it over. Does that mean I already or I already own it? You could. You'd better check. I'm going to check. Like, save me some money. Yeah, 19 bucks. I was wondering what was going on with that. I do. Okay. That explains it. Thank you for solving the mystery. Yeah, I added a couple things and then subtracted something. So there you go. I want to point this one out, but I'm not getting it because I'm going to read it on the Comixology app. This is a Comixology to Dark Horse 40 Seconds by Jeremy Hahn with art by Christopher Mitten. And, uh, I'm interested in this, and uh, but I'm going to read it digitally because I have Comixology. Well, there you go. Your, your Count Crowley is uh, being traded. Yes, I will get. I'm going to get that volume two. Love me some Count Crowley. This girlfriend in Paris looks interesting. Um, a bloodthirsty bedtime story hardcover, but I'm oh, not getting Pan- it. Pander Brothers. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not really too familiar with their stuff. I know they did. <clears throat> Was it Grendel that they did some of? Back in the day, I think. Yeah. The Lonely War of Captain Willie Sh- Schultz. This is uh a book that I kickstarted that never got. Yeah, so here's say, my opportunity to pay for it twice. And just for spite, <laughs> I'm not going to get it. Because uh, they fucked me up the first time. So So what happened with the kick? Did Kickstarter get canceled? Or is it still... I don't think he's going to give anybody their shit. But uh, I don't trust that guy on Kickstarter at all. This is interesting because he's 
teamed up with Dark Horse to actually print it. So yeah, I wonder if he's going to just send copies of this to the Kickstarter people. Like, do you think you'll get a copy of the DC or the uh, Dark Horse version of it? I don't think I'm going to get a copy. Period. I think he's just pocketed the money. He's that kind of asshole. Pocketed the money and then yeah, went to Dark Horse and said, "Hey, you want to publish this?" Yeah, sure. <laughs> when everything turned blue by Alessandro Baranclani. This is a uh, hardcover that looks interesting, and it's an original graphic novel. But uh, I already have so much to read. I'm not. Yeah, getting presented it. in English for the first time. That's one. That's a one that is perfect for me to get from the library. Yeah. Because I'd like to check it out, but I don't want to drop the money on a hardcover. Dynamite. <laughs> My publisher, uh, 007, they're back, is back at Dynamite with number one by Philip Kennedy Johnson. With art he, by. Has he been writing it or? Marco is... Finnegan. No. He knew. He's new to the property here. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what his take is. He's been writing a lot of. Uh, well, he's been doing Aliens, so. And he's awesome on Superman. Uh, Action Comics has been really good. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. It should be good. We also get Lady Hell, number one. By Eric Burnham and Zagingas Tasso Talovov. I don't know. That's a hard name to pronounce. This is chaos in the chaos universe. Oh, is this a chaos one? The way I think of Lady Hell is it's the Lady Death version of uh, Lady Death fought Lady... I can't remember what her name was, but it was like a Lady Hell... And this is the corresponding version of of that. There's an Evil Ernie facsimile edition. Well, this says, last time we saw Lady Hell, she was paying the price for messing with the half-demon purgatory. So did, did she appear in the purgatory series? Y yes. Well, she's been in the Chaos books. But what I'm yeah. saying is, um, Polito used to have late oh i know what it was he um he owns lady death and i think he still right. owns the lady demon because she was presented in lady death and this is this is a dynamite's version of lady demon so well that doesn't mention lady demon in the solicit that's because they don't own Lady Demon. This is their version of that character. But it says where Lady De where Lady Hell goes, can Lady Demon be far, far to follow? Oh, this is somebody different. Oh, Lady Demon is the one girl in the picture. Lady Hell is the woman 
in the foreground. I got it. So Polito doesn't own Lady Demon. Yeah, it looks like they're going to bring in Lady Demon. Into this series. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, Lady Hell looks good. I like that goat's head in the crotch. I, I would pick the the oh, yeah. Luciano Perillo cover for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just get that one. The cosplayer failed with the uh, the goat's head in her rendition of uh, Lady Hell. Where is that? There's a cosplayer oh, okay. cover E. That's a tiny little goat's head. I know, but it's not even over the crotch. No, you got it. Like in the picture, in the uh, concept art, it's like a full size goat's head. Skull. I know, I know, and it covers the crotch. <laughs> yeah. This isn't where, gonna. This isn't where, protecting anything. Where the cosplay? Well, all she did was put a butt. That's a butt. That's a bu buckle. <laughs> buckle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's a goat's head buckle. This uh, Evil Ernie number one facsimile was is an expensive comic book, so uh, getting the if you can't afford the original, getting the facsimile is a good way to if go. You want to read it. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I have this in any form. Red Sonia fairy tales one shot. Deja Thoris fairy tales one shot. And Vampirella fairy tales one shot. It looks like Vampirella is Little Red Riding Hood. I don't know who Deja Thoris is. Alice in Wonderland. Looks like some kind maybe. of queen. Uh, Red Sonia is uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. Oh, she's Snow White. She's playing with animals. I think she's Snow White. Could be. I was going to pass on all of these. I was, and then I, I gave in. Ron Mars is writing the Deja Thoris. Jordan Clark is writing the Red Sonia. And the Vampirella, Sue Lee, who's doing the cover art for all the yeah, covers. Maybe it's a cover artist. Vampirella Year One has a Gilliam March cover. And a Perillo cover. And a beautiful Turner cover. So God, that's a that's a <laughs> tough one. Getting most of everything. Draculina has another Gilliam March cover. It's cover C. I really like the cosplay model on this uh, Draculina. God dang. Yeah, it's a 
Elvira in Horrorland is Freddy Krueger this week. I I really like this comic book. This you know, after so reading good. number one, I was like, damn it, why didn't I get this in single issues? I didn't realize. Oh, it was re- fucking awesome. They even I, threw in the, the sequel, I mean, the remake yeah, with I Vince con- Vaughn. I didn't read the concept enough. If I had like looked at the concept, I should have read the solicit closer for number two. Because I would have for sure got that <coughs> single issue. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It's such a fun idea. Immortal Sonia. John Carter of Mars. Nix. Project Superpowers. Red Sonia. Red Sonia Red Thitha <laughs> Sheena. Now those are the covers I have a hard time picking because they're all beautiful. <laughs> all the jungle girl Damn covers. Damn Vampirella Strikes. I like those a lot too, but I just go with the uh Perilla. Oh man, those Sheena covers are nice. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Even the uh fucking Sudam yeah, that looks octopus, octopus on it. Like that looks fucking it really awesome. Does. <laughs> and then the listener, she's getting squeezed in her booby by a snake and her boobies. Yeah, <laughs> I love snakes. Snake snakes on the cover. That's cool. Perilla that's a very that's too. a very dynamic cover for listener too. Yeah, it is. It's different because he usually does similar poses. Yeah, he usually just does a woman standing there. God, that's sodium covers. That's that's very so pulpish, nice. man. That looks yeah, so good. Like so that takes us to a blaze. Oh my goodness, that Va- Vampirella strikes cosplay covers. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like that pose, huh? How about that? They're pushing the envelope there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A Blaze has another hardcover for the Sumerian. Yeah, I kind of wish I had gotten all of those hardcovers. I mean, I guess I could still do it. Well, you could try to get one now. They resolicited them all. And oh, then if, if if you like one, then if they resolicit again, you could get two. Do you know what I mean? This is your opportunity. I don't think they show it in the previews magazine, but if you go to... Um, a blaze order form. I think you'll see it. Let me check. Oh, I can't afford that. <laughs> Wonder if they have it on the site. Yeah, volume one, sixteen dollars and twenty-four cents. You can afford that. I'm not gonna afford it. Does it fit in my volume budgets? two? My, oh, they do a volume one, two, three, three. four. Yeah, 
Proxy. It'll at least tell you if you if you want to even go on that path. I have to open up my order live on TV though to add this Abrams. I don't. I didn't do it. The what? Uh, I gotta add this Fantastic Four full circle. I didn't put it on there. Oh the Alex Ross one. It's because it's on a publisher. I don't normally look at their stuff. Yeah, it was interesting how Marvel also had it in their previews. Uh, other Abrams. Yeah, but this is the official solicit here. Right, let me go to my list. I don't I... see it there. Oh, there it is. Full circle. $17.49. How much? What, do you remember how much it was in the last previews? Wasn't it like. Oh, it was more, but that was a sig That was a signature base, though. Yeah, it was. They were both special. Version. Yeah. The Simpsons are back. Oh, that's a hardcover. Treehouse of Horror, Omnibus. Yeah, it was actually pretty interesting there. Collecting all the Treehouse of Horror one-shots. <coughs> that is interesting. It's 400 pages. It says... Yeah, the first of 23 comics were produced by Bongo... Oh, it doesn't really say how many. I guess 23. 23 issues. From Abstract Studios, I'm going to get Parker Girls, number one. Yeah, new Terry Moore series. I will get that as well. I'm skipping all the stuff that I'm normally getting just to speed it up a little bit. Um, I'm going to get Jimmy's Little Bastards from Aftershock, the Garth Ennis and uh, Russ Braun. I'm going to get Samurai Doggy from Aftershock by... Chris Text and Santos. I'm going to be getting The Vineyard by Brian Hawkins and Sammy Kilvella. That was the only one that I might get that one. The Lion and the Eagle Trade Paperback is there, Bill. By Garth Ennis and PJ Holden. Did I read that? 
I don't know. It's a war-based story, so I don't know if you get into those. I know I got it. I just can't remember. Was that like a... It's an oversized... Oversized? Like yeah. uh, black label. I hate the oversized stuff because I always put the... I, don't, I can never find them because they're not <coughs> in my... They're not in my comic stacks because they're oversized. <laughs> so I struggle. I struggle with those. They always get filed away somewhere, and I can never find them. Is that it? No, that's not it. I'm on American mythology, unless you have something before that. I, uh, no. I'm going to get the, St- the Stooge Wars, which is like the secret wars, but with the Stooges. <laughs> Yes, the Robotnik Stooges. I'll get that as well. In Arctic, I'm getting the usual. Archie has a new comic book called The Chilling Adventures Presents Jinx Grim Fairy Tales One-Shot by Magdalena Vasaggio. James the Third and Joe Corallo. Art by Craig Cermak. Yep, it's a one-shot single issue. So I'm new anthology. And there's also a two ninety-nine Archie and Friends thrills and chills with a brand new story. And there's. Uh, Big Ethel Energy, Volume 1. That's a collected thing, though, right? From a webcomic? Yeah, web co- yeah, it's a collection from a webcomic. <coughs> Which, I might get that one. I'll, I'm going to check out the webcomic to see if I'm interested in that. But I do like the Archie stories about the secondary characters. Yeah. A lot. We have Man, a lot of ads I for also, this. What were you gonna get? I might I might get the Sabrina book as well. Sixty years of Sabrina. Yeah, that's interesting. Five hundred and twelve pages. Yeah, that's pages a that's good. cheap for fourteen ninety nine. I'm sure it's the digest digest size. That's still cheap. That's a lot of content. Yeah, it is a lot of content. Mostly I want it for the old the old stuff that's in there. There's some Fearless Dawn stuff coming back from Asylum. Yeah, new new uh mini and short stories. One I shot. Think, I didn't even notice that one over there. Hidden, it's hidden over there. Uh, now I gotta decide if I want to get that one as well. The Fearless Dawn stuff, I, I like the art more than I like the writing. Same. 
But I do like the art a lot. Yeah. AWA, which is my publisher that I'm always usually happy with, has a new book called Sacrament. And this is described as The Exorcist Meets Alien. In a sci-fi horror story in the year 3000, mankind abandoned Earth and fled to outer space. Now a disgraced priest called into action to perform an exorcism on a remote space colony is about to discover that no matter how far you run, you can't escape the demons and the devil. So Peter Milligan and Marcelo Frusen. Did you know there's a new uh, season of Evil now? Has it been released? Yeah. Season cool. three. You know, this, uh, so Sacrament's Peter Milligan. It's actually, a, it's a cool concept. It's basically do, doing it, they have to do an exorcism on an alien race. <coughs> yeah. That's an pretty... alien gets possessed by a demon, they have to exorcise it. Fascinating. Is that the only number one they had? Nope, Emmett. Emmett number one. As well. I gotta make sure I ordered that one, because I... I'm not sure I did. I'm looking at my list, too. Yeah, I do have that. I get all the AWA number ones. Just like you said, they... They've been... I guess I didn't order it. I'm going to have to open it for editing now. Oh, it's a Gollum story, though. I hate Gollum stories. <laughs> I wonder why I didn't order it. That's weird. Oh, well, this, although this is a Gollum who she has sex with, so... But a woman who makes a golem. Why do you like stereotype like things in the? Oh, I don't like samurais. <laughs> I don't like golems. It's like. Yes, I don't. Did I skip AWA? What was the other one called? Uh, sacrament. I got that one. Why? This is weird. You missed. I missed one. Probably because you saw it was about golems. No, because I don't do what you do. <laughs> I don't like. You used to with fantasy stuff. Yeah, I didn't like die, but I have been reading some magic. I like that. That's because it's not it's... here. It's not in the order form. Hey, it is. No, I'm looking at the site right now under AWA. There's no Emmett. If I do a search on the site, I see it. I guess I have to search on it. It's not under AWA. Hmm. Interesting. I'm glad that that came up, or I would have missed it. And it's 50% off. Yep. That's a pace to do these things. Sometimes. 
<laughs> sometimes. Just sometimes. Until my like... knuckles bleed and one shot. God, I love this shit. Where are you looking? Under uh, Behemoth. Yeah, you skipped some stuff. What did I skip? There's something from a, a Wave Blue World, Crash and Troy, number one. I don't before. think I did that one. I think I'm going to... Yeah, I'll get it. And Startup, number two, from Binge Books. Which I'm excited about that, because I like Startup, number one, a lot. I like Startup. I did, get, I did get Crash character. and Troy, by the way. I think that might have been a Kickstarter. Crash and Troy? Maybe. It sounds familiar. I wonder if I got this Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come Deliverance. Uh... Is this like a... Heart cover? It says number one. I hate I hate behemoths. <coughs> Where's the price? Oh, this is an RPG game. That's why I decided against it. Which is stupid. I don't know why I have this philosophy. It's, See, a, this com philosophy, it's a comic book. I know. This philosophy should be criticized. Everyone who's listening should criticize me. for Because... There's no reason I shouldn't get a comic book that's based on a video game because usually that means it's based on a video game that's really good. Yeah. And people want to see the story, see more of the story. So it's already a proven property. <laughs> so it's really my theory. And these covers are, man, these cover B and cover C are cool looking. Yeah. Looks like a game. Best check game of the century of the decade. Might be the only check game of the <laughs> decade. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you, know, you never know. All right, I'm gonna add it to my Kingdom Come, not Alex Ross. Maybe I'll change my. Maybe I'll check this one out and change my philosophy. And now you're distracted by the fantastic until my knuckles bleed one shot. Yes, that's good getting that for sure. I love it. Let me see which cover I picked. Until my knuckles bleed. Cover B. I think I went with cover A. I would like to get the one in ten, or if the one in ten or one in twenties weren't one in ten and one in twenty, I might get one of those. I did that for the Todd McFarlane uh, Kapulu Disturb covers. Phantasmagoria number one from Black Caravan. I'm getting. Yes, Tor and the El shepherd Torres. in the pit. Yeah, he's coming back home, huh? Oh no, that's Behemoth. Isn't Behemoth yeah, what was? Behemoth. 
Yeah. He's coming. We haven't seen him in a while. It has been a, it has been too long. And I swear, Phantom Phantasmagoria, I think has already come out. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a new, a new mm-hmm. one or reprinting. I'm looking at it right now. To see if the artist is the same on the other yep, one. Yeah, Phantasmagoria Amigo. So I who's the artist? Own it. On, who is on? Who's the artist on that one? Uh, Angel. Sorry. It's a different artist. Oh, different artist. So maybe it is a new story. I don't have four and five, which is interesting. Is I wonder if they an... came out. Yeah, Black Caravan. It's a different artist. Son of a bitch. Phantasmagoria, amigo. I, did any? Did they bring out anything besides number one? No, they brought out. I have three issues in my database. How do you do? I'm 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 trying to find out if I have more. But I want to make sure I ordered this one. You know, yep, I should look I did on... order that one. <coughs> yeah, I don't know why. Maybe it's just like a new volume, volume two. So I'm just gonna close the edit because I don't think I'm gonna order anything else. But let me. Uh, I want to go to order history and go look for Phantasmagoria. That's what I'm doing. Okay, let's see. I got number one, number two. Number three. Oh, but four and five are canceled. That's what happened to it. Yeah. That's why I don't have four and five. Son of a bitch. <coughs> Actually, my number one was canceled. I must have had. I must have gone back and had to get it some. Oh no, it was resolicited. It was resolicited. I wonder why they canceled the other ones. Wow. Man, this is it. so. It was solicited in in 2015, one out of four, and that was canceled. Then it was resolicited in eight, 2018, and only three out of the five came out. But now it's back again. We'll see how many issues we get. Different artists, too. That's what's interesting. <laughs> yeah, different artists. I I do want to plug. Uh, I'm very excited. Well, you're gonna are you gonna get the shepherd in the pit? No, I don't. I haven't gotten any Shepherd books. I, I do want to mention uh, Black Tooth Comics Emo Girl. I read number one. It's fantastic. Um, really good story. Really good art. Which oh, Emo Girl. Great package, yeah. Blood Moon Comics has Cover the Dead with Lime. Number one, I think I ordered that. Yeah, I'll get that. I ordered One Giant Leap and Usher of the Dead, The Great Question. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't order Usher. I don't know if I'm going to order Usher of the Dead. We'll see. 
Don't have any boundless <coughs> tarot. I am getting my tarot, yep. That photo cover doesn't even look like a photo. I know. That's weird. That's CEX, I'm Comics Experience. I, I, I think I am getting Spark of Chaos, number one. Oh, I didn't have that. I don't have that on my list. What is this? Spark of Chaos. Oh, right there. Ancient demi-gods were hunted down and forgotten by humanity. Now they're fighting back in a steampunk twist on ancient myths featuring interconnected covers. So steampunk and gods. I'm a pass. And uh, trolls, you don't like them. <laughs> I like trolls. I don't like golems. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific. I don't know. I don't like creatures that are made out of mud and then come to life <laughs> as, so... your, as your slaves. I just want to punch them and smash them down and back into the mud. <laughs> That's a, a you should a, not exist. A Jewish thing, though, that they bring the golem to life to protect them. Help them, I know. I'm a horrible person. You are. I didn't realize how horrible you were until today. <laughs> I'm okay with golems being used for good purposes, but then they should be smashed afterwards because they shouldn't exist. They're so you didn't like, like, Palmiotti and Gray's monolith? I don't think I read it. Jeez. I'm sure I would like it. I think I own it. That was a golem, man. You can't just, like, stereotype a whole <laughs> genre. Just, oh, I don't like uh, golems. <laughs> I don't think golems is not a genre. Maybe you just read a story you didn't like. I just don't like the concept. A protector? To protect the Jews mud, from the Nazis? <laughs> you don't like the concept? I don't like the concept of mud. mud <coughs> and I refuse. Com Com Comics uh, Tribe has a. I refuse to make any jokes about this because I'll get in trouble. Toddler Apocalypse graphic novel for $14.99. I'm not getting it, but I'll point it out. Which one? It's on page 291. It's called Toddler Apocalypse yeah. from Comics Tribe. <laughs> yeah, I was not getting that. Let's see. I think I could hop over several pages. Many, many pages. I gotta find my list. Disappeared. I'm getting... I don't know what page it's on. Vantagraphics has the collected edition of Trigger Warnings, if you want that. If you're not getting singles. This uh, Deadly Beloved and Other Stories looks interesting. But it looks like it's stories from... Uh, EC Comics. EC, yeah. yeah. 
Yep. For you EC fans. Yeah, I don't think I had any fanographics. This is really cool. I'm not getting it because of price, but uh, Fantico's collecting the Gore Shrieks, which has that Kapulu stuff, but uh, Gore Shrieks Delectus limited edition hardcover. What makes you think it's reprinting the old stuff? It's Gore Shriek. But they've been bringing out new Gore Shrieks as well. So I think it might just be the new stuff. They haven't brought out Gore Shriek. Yeah, they have. No, they haven't. I mean, they brought it out, but it was a long time ago. No, they've brought it out the last couple of years. What are you talking about? Talking about Gore Shriek. There's a volume com- three, but volume three is 2017. That's fair. That's fair. That's the last couple of years. Oh, this is <laughs> this has already been collected. They've been bringing out like thicker Delectus issues. This is diff- something different. I don't know if they've got. I thought. I swear they've been in previews before. Not Delectus. Maybe not Delectus. This is a limited, like 200 copy limited edition hardcover. (coughs) But in any case, I don't think it's the old stuff. I think it's new material. So don't get your hopes up, fans. Did you see there's another Santo Sisters? I did. Number two. I'm going to get that. Yep. I looked. I don't think I have anything until uh, Heavy Metal. Heavy metal. From Floating World Comics, they have this uh, graphic novel, Boat Life, which is about... Boat Life? Apparently about the artist slash writer who lived on a a boat for four years. I probably won't get it, but I would be interested in reading that just because you want to live on a boat. I want to see what it would be like to live on a boat <laughs> on a boat with a golem. That's what you... <laughs> golem. You're safe from golems out in the water. The golems yeah. can't get you. Not if you put them in the boat with you. Well, who would do, who would be stupid enough to put a golem in the boat? That'll sink your boat. Depends on the size of the boat. That's true. If you're on a cruise ship okay, a big old golem on there All right, what do I got next let's see here uh, uh, Santos oh I don't have anything <coughs> until TMNT 
T and I don't have, C. I don't I'm not getting anything from heavy metal. Oh, I was actually gonna ask you about some of those because I think some of those weren't in single issues, but were probably in the magazine. Like endanger and engagers. That one doesn't ring a bell. That's a Math Matthew Med Medney one. I think it's like the publisher or something. Remnant. Most of the ones I've been reading are have those logos on them, like Black Beacon and Swamp yeah. God, and yeah, those came out in singles. No, but they this? no, but they came out in the magazine. Oh yeah, in the magazine too. Yeah. yeah. What about Zero Point? That doesn't ring a bell. What about Zom Vikings? No one doesn't what either. What about Zombie Vikings? All right, well, you're no help, but you saved me some money anyway. Oh, there you go. That's good. <laughs> Plus, I told you that you got cover already, so don't order it. So I saved you more That's money. Saved you more money. IDW, I don't think I'm getting anything new. Just the usual stuff. <coughs> what is this Turvy Kilft? That looks interesting has been flipping burgers for 15 years. He has no kids, no oh, hobbies, no love cult. interests. Yeah. I'm going to get that. And essentially no life. But what he does have as a plan to change everything. That looks interesting. Satan results in satanic panic. Will be way above his... Is it about kids joining a cult? Yeah, I like this. This is like good. That. Order. <coughs> I didn't think I was going to have to open it again, but I don't think I ordered that. Yeah, I'm also, I think I'm going to get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Armageddon, Armageddon game number one. This is like a new event. Oh, I, I, get, the, I get all the... Mini series or what. I get all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle stuff. Yeah. Let's see here. What was that under IDW? Yeah. They're still listed as a premier publisher, huh? It's a cool cover. TV. Ooh, there's a Love It cover, but it costs more, so I'll just get the 50% off. Oh, I did order it. Well, there you go. There I go. Well, the next thing I have is August Purgatory. I don't have any mad caves. 
Mad caves. I don't either. No new number ones, just the regular stuff. Yeah, a couple trades. Oni. Oh, I'm getting Oni's action journalism. Uh. The truth shall set you free. Or get you in a whole lot of pickles. They don't have that on my list, but I'm not sure why. <coughs> I'm gonna have to add, have to add that. Ooh, Opus Comics. I I, I just want to say, Death Dealer. Absolutely fantastic. The mm. art on this is amazing. And if you're into Conan or any kind of like barbarian stuff, Death Dealer is fantastic. Disturbed Dark Messiah, fantastic. Oh. Absolutely beautiful and uh it was really cool because it's about a firefighter i oh i like it so much so i'm all on board on this world i just received bill and ted's roll the dice and this one the new number one is evanescence echoes from the void it's actually written by the uh the singer, singer. Really impressed with the company. I mean, the quality paper, quality art. I haven't been getting these. Maybe oh, I should try one. So good. Maybe I get Evanescence. You missed out on Death Dealer. Oh my God, it's like. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why I didn't get. De I should have tried Death so Dealer fantastic. number one. Fantastic. Not sure why I didn't. Everybody that I know that's read them has really liked them. Sorry. <clears throat> PS Art Books has a new Blackhawk Volume 4. Oh, it looks like the Evanescence is adaptations of the band's musical catalog. Yeah, as an anthology, stories. yeah. Maybe I won't. I think I'm going to pass. Pass! You can yell at me. Well, I'm not going to yell. You it's might not like the these. These, I think the Disturbed the disturbed and the Frank Frazetta Death Dealer were five out of fives. They were fantastic mm -hmm. for me. Sure. Uh, my next one's Rebellion. I'm getting Hawk the Slayer, but that's not a number one. Next thing I have is oh, it's still August Purgatory. I don't know what page it's yeah, on. Yeah, August Purgatory, uh, Red Five, <sighs> page three sixty-two, Red Five, and then they have Scout. 
I think I'm getting a a Turnus number one. Yeah, I'm getting a Turnus number it one. It looks like it's God based with Medusa on the cover, and then uh, Forever Forward. Yeah, I'm gonna get Forever Forward. Zach Kaplan. Jacob yeah. Phillips cover art. Oh, that's interesting. I think I'm getting meta metalgistic crimes division. I think I'm getting the life and death of brave Captain Suave. <laughs> Let's see what did I decide on this one? Captain Suave, I haven't decided on yet. That's a, a retelling of Don Quixote. That's uh, Keith Knudsen. How so could you Keith, miss that? Keith Knudsen. I should get it just... Read it to Keith, because he doesn't read comics anymore. I can have a discussion with Keith about it. Yeah, Meta. Yeah, I'll get Meta. I'll get Mr. Esta. And I, I think... I have to decide if I want to get Mega Centurions and singles or in trade. Source Point Press, I'm getting Dandy Presents Penny Dreadfuls. So I guess uh, Dandy's a real person, but uh, what this is is... This is celebrating Pride Month. Uh, homosexual type horror stories. No, they're horror stories by LGBTQ creators. Wait, so who's the, who are the dandies? The creators or the I think dandy is an internet sensation. I think he's the person on the cover. Oh, that's the guy on the cover. Yeah. The person on the cover. And then, like... then we have uh, Noah, not otherwise authorized. I think I'm not getting that. I am getting it. Old school action comic. I don't think there's any other ones that are new. Oh, cold. Oh, yeah, cold. What is the price on this one? I think it's his regular price, $3.99. Oh, yeah. I am getting cold. Yeah, I wasn't sure about that one. That's a Scrooge This is an Ebenezer Scrooge-type monster story. So, did I order Becoming Frankenstein? I think I did. I think I ordered Becoming Frankenstein and Crimson Storm from 10 yeah, Ton Press. Crimson Storm, I'm going to get. I have to decide on Frankenstein. 
And then I'm really excited. My pick of the month is Gun Honey Blood for Blood, number one. Yeah. I ordered three covers. <laughs> I ordered cover B. How many are there? Oh, there's four. I ordered cover B, cover D, and the photo cover. Now that's some cosplay right there. Which one are you not getting? A? Not getting A, Adam Hughes. Adam Hughes. And I'm not getting the, even though I like them, there's a Lisner and a Romaine. Oh, I didn't even Holt. scroll down to notice those games. <coughs> I like that the art germ cover is a woman with a gun covered in honey. Yeah. <laughs> Then let's see what what do I have from I think I'm just getting the mystery I have another volume of mystery collected. Is Deadline. that a, is that a new one? Yeah, it says printed in a collected edition for the first time. So I think this is volume four <coughs> mystery reprints. Three or four. I know, I wish they would just say volume whatever. How come I don't see the ad for it? I don't do that. It's on page 390. Oh, I think I missed that. I'm happy that they're continuing to print these. I think I missed it. Titan. Then I have some vaults. I don't I wasn't gonna get any of the tomorrow stuff. Mystery deadline. That's the one I want. Yeah, I missed it. Good good job oh. pointing out something I missed. So you're on vault now? Yeah, I guess I skipped Valiant. Oh, they have, uh, for you classic collectors, the uh, Archer and Armstrong Classic. That's, well, that's an FOC a reminder. reminder. Yeah. But Eternal have... Warrior. Eternal Warrior, yeah. You know what's weird about this one? Is that's a lot of fucking money for a trade paperback. Is it a trade paperback? I don't say that. But it also says it's hardcover. I think it's a hardcover. Where does it say hardcover? Oh, I I think like that's a draw, So I think that's a miss. I think it has to be hardcover for That's for the most that's yeah, well that's the most expensive thing I'm getting yeah. in previews. Yeah, with it, the it has discount. To be they just messed up and put TPB. Yeah, I'm considering this, but oh god. Do I have any Eternal Warrior? This has one through twenty-five, the yearbook. 
the Archer and Armstrong tie-in. Number 32, Secret Weapons. And that I'm companion. Look, I'm looking at my shelf to see if I have any collections. This is classic Eternal Warrior 2, VH1. Yeah. I got Exo, Archer and Armstrong, Harbinger, Harbinger, Exo, Rye. Yeah, I don't have any collections of this stuff. And these things go out of print. Yep. You probably never get it if you don't get it now. That will blow my budget. Sky you, high. Oh, it will. And I, I try <laughs> to save you money, but that wouldn't make up for this ticket item here. And it does have the, the Barry Windsor Smith cover. Vault, did you say you were getting the two number ones? I'm getting, yeah, I'm sure I end am. End after end and revealer. Yeah. We're almost in the. I thought we were gonna make this a lightning round. I don't. Yeah, this not, is speed speed round. We're not gonna have much time to go over our comics. Shit. <laughs> what do I have left? Let's see. We have Xenoscope, but uh, oh, that, I don't think there's any. any I'm getting man, man, goat, and bunny man. That's it. Z2 Comics is uh, Uvratic. I am getting Satanica versus Mortella Demon, but that uh, Death Rider in the House of Vampires, that looks fucking awesome. Um, that's twenty five bucks though. That's a four fourteen. Oh, there we go. Is that re reprint? Uh, this is the second part to this story. Okay. Uh, I think. From Glenn Dead. Mother! Second feature film. I've never seen any of Glenn Danzig's feature films. You need to get on it with the Rob Zombie feature films. Are you going to get Grim Spotlight Iron Maiden? I am. Where's that? I think I didn't see it. That's on uh, 419. Four nineteen. Yeah. Oh, Xenoscope. I thought you were talking about Z2. I'm like, there's an Iron Maiden comic coming out? No, Z2 has Blondie, a Blondie comic, if you're into Blondie. Yeah. I didn't have this on my list. What is this Iron Maiden? Why wouldn't I get this? I don't know. Because you want the Eternal Warrior, and you're going to have to remove everything off your list in order to <laughs> get it. Get that. You could refinance your house. Have you ever thought about that? Mortgage rates are gone up. Have gone up though. Yeah, they have. You didn't take advantage when you could have. Said Melanie, I refinanced the house so I could get Eternal Warrior. 
It's not that I don't have the money. It's that I don't have the space. <laughs> that means you trip over it as you're getting to your computer. That's right. I can only have one more stack of trades between me and the door, and then I'm locked in here forever. <laughs> <laughs> I at least can walk in mine now. I need to get another delivery over to the storage unit, but I can at least walk to the closet and back. Hi, Caramba. All so right. we're done previews. We're done previews. Boom. Speed round. We got to go fast. What? You, do you have five minutes? No, I got half hour. Okay, so let's do this. But I need to get some water. Oh, shit. Now we're not going to have time. <laughs> I'll be back in two minutes. All right. Can cover something I didn't read. I don't know what. You didn't read. <laughs> Something not on our list. No, I'll just pause and get myself a cookie. I'm back. All right. Let's go to uh, Elvira and Horrorland. And I found out that I can record for another hour. Ah. So we might be able to finish. Yeah, we should be able to finish. Okay, what are we doing? Elvira oh, and Horrorland. Horrorland. You know what? This one really surprised me because this one, this one was way better than any Elvira I've read. Um, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> I liked the last one, but this one was... This so one was good. so good because it's like it had the history of the movies and the lines from the movie. And um, I love how they like they colorized it and then threw in Vince Vaughn. Like, oh, now we're in this this psycho version. <laughs> I thought yeah, that so was hilarious. Is, so Elvira, the concept is that Elvira has. Well, she's, well, let's see, it says, all movies create their own pocket dimensions, and I was supposed to be zapped back out of movie world dimension by a magic remote control, but basically she's getting transported into these movies, these dimensions where the movies kind of keep replaying. So she, she jumps into Psycho, where the movie is playing, and she's kind of like... She's the first arrival before the main yeah, character the woman, gets there. Yeah, before the woman gets there. <laughs> so it follows the beats of the movie, but she, she's an additional character. And she, she knows she knows what's going she on. She knows all happening. the lines that he's gonna say like ahead of time yeah. before Anthony Perkins actually says them. It's really well done. Yeah, and like you said, it's like it's. It's it's black and white because of because of the movie, of course. And then yeah, and then it jumps. And then they to have the, to uh, they have to go back to the house. the The one girl that gets there, she replaces her in the shower, and then they go back up to the house and they go look at the corpse and they say, "Well, he's 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 back at the hotel, so I'm gonna get this device and I know it's gonna be on his mom's corpse," and that's when uh. Vince Vaughn shows up. 
which I thought was hilarious. I was like, I didn't see that coming at all. Yeah. And they colorized it then. So yeah, he's in, was, he's in color. Yeah, yeah that was it, man. This was great. Yeah, introduced this color. Yeah, it was. And really... the next the the next issue we get into the shining, so I I can't imagine what they're gonna do with that. I know that was great. She uh yeah. So this one ends and she uses her remote to try and get back to the real world and she's standing in the snow outside of the the hotel. What's that hotel called? What was the Shining Hotel called? Do you remember? What? Stanley Hotel. Oh, Stan- yeah, I knew it was an S. Yeah, Stanley Hotel. But it, is that <laughs> the, the the hotel in the movie too? The Overlook Hotel. Oh, in the movie. Okay. Yeah, in the movie, the Stanley Hotel is is where he wrote the novel. But it's not where they shot it. They didn't shoot the movie at the Stanley Hotel. Stephen okay. King stayed at the Stanley Hotel to write the novel. So the, the Stanley Hotel was the inspiration for the... Yeah. The Overlook Hotel. But the actual uh, movie they made, the the first one, that was shot at a different hotel. And they called it the Overlook, but it was based on the location... Because uh, Stanley Hotel, we stayed at. It's in Estes Park. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and cool. They, play, they play off the yeah. fame of the movie. I gave Elvira and Horrorland a 5 out of 5. I, I liked it a lot. I, I think I did as well. Oh, no. What did I do with my phone? Oh, there it is. <laughs> and I love the, the very the, the, the uh, tagline for the next issue. She's a Kubrick house. This is David Avalone or Avalone, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's a he does a lot of uh, the Elvira comics. They're good. I just read one called okay. "The Wrath of Khan Elvira." And it was actually written by the actress that plays Elvira. And it wasn't written very well, but it had the great art of this guy. Fortified. Are you there, Mike? Yeah. Can you hear me? Am I there? Yes. Can you hear yourself? Hello? Bill? Bill, plug it in. Can you hear yourself? I can hear him. I don't know what he's doing. I can't. Chat, yes. Yes. I can hear you. Unplug. Said, I, I see any hear you. I don't know if Mike can hear me or not. I can't. Can hear me. Why can't I hear him? Can hear you. 
Why can't I hear you? <coughs> Hang on, I'm gonna adjust. Oh, I see the problem. All right, we're back in business. What What was the problem? I, my headphones had slightly become unplugged. What What kind of <laughs> job do you run over there? It's It's very tight quarters. I I I, I, I picture you as a contortionist <laughs> in front of the like some kind of like Renaissance festival contortionist right in front of the computer. Like you're like folded into a box. That's right. Sometimes my foot hits my headphones. <laughs> knocks it out. Well, you want to go to the closet? Since you're in the closet right I, now? I would, I would, but I might have a little bit more room in there. No, I'm talking Actually, about the comic book. You read that one, right? Hang on, I'm trying to get in the closet. I did. Yeah, I did. The closet from Image Comics. This is, uh, I think, one of the first things that Tynan did from that Substack, right? I think so. Yeah, Tiny Onion. What is Tiny Onion? Is that the Substack? I think that's his business. So this is by uh, James Tynan the Fourth, with art by Gavin Fullerton, and it's about unicorn piss. It is mm-hmm. about a, a. It sounds like a, a couple that's having marital problems. Uh, doesn't seem like everything's going very well and this guy goes to a bar and they're getting ready to move they're they're moving locations and uh the boy keeps on having nightmares well, i see the it's it's funny because yeah, it opens with him in a bar and he's telling the bartender i'm actually on my way back from we're packing and he ran out to get tape more tape because they ran out of tape and then he stopped at a bar on the way back <laughs> And has several beers. And he didn't even buy the right tape. Yeah, he gets back and she's mad because it's the wrong tape. It's not packing tape. Dumbass. But yeah, he, he, so the... he seems like he's uh, a husband that just doesn't have any kind of uh, attention to detail. Like his wife says, go do this, and he only hears, go get some tape. But he doesn't know, like... He knows it's for packing. Yeah, he doesn't think. He comes back with like masking tape. I can't remember what kind of tape he brought. Yeah, but... it was masking tape. It... And then he he learns from the yeah. bartender that is he tells his his uh, boys having nightmares, and uh, the bartender tells him, well, you know what? Um, I think his sister did or whatever. Yeah, yeah, his, yeah his sister. Is he says, oh, I have this water and it's unicorn piss and it. The monsters yeah. are scared of unicorn piss. Yeah, he, t- he tells them that his sister takes puts water and puts a little bit of jasmine in it, so it smells good. And yeah, tells them it's unicorn piss, <laughs> to, and it scares away the monsters, keeps away the monsters. And this asshole tries that same story when he gets back home, 
Except he gets it right out of the tap, and the kid yeah. sees it. <laughs> the kid's watching him. <laughs> he gets right out of the tap and says, "Is it's unicorn <laughs> fist?" <laughs> the kid's like, "I saw you do that out of the tap." <laughs> He's like, "Whatever, it's a unicorn piss. It's Come unicorn here. piss. Yeah, there's no monster." <laughs> But uh, the thing is, is I think there really is a monster in the closet, and it might be actually trans moving with them. Yeah, because the, the dad says, well, we're going to be moving soon anyway, so the next people who move in can deal with the monster. But then that night, yeah, the closet disappears and appears above the kid's bed. Creepy. This is really good, though. I, 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 I liked the art a lot. I like and I like the storytelling in the art. Yeah, I thought the story beats were well done. The art was fit the story. I gave yeah, it a it was, four, it was, four out of five. It, yeah, it was very well paced, and the the characterization was really good because both of us got the same feel for the husband, like all the the little the little hints as to his character. I think their marriage is in trouble. Like, and why the wife is frustrated with him. <laughs> I, I I don't think they're gonna make it. Like uh, <laughs> I think any 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 relationship with this guy I think is is in trouble. Is in trouble because <laughs> he's just he's not a bad person, but he's just like no, he's just uh, self absorbed and it's almost like adult attention deficit. Yeah, it doesn't notice no things attention to detail or no, notice what's right in front of him. Yeah, that was a really good one. I gave it a four out of five. What did you give it? I gave it a five out of five. Okay, cool. We got uh do you, do you find that like um being a parent that they like told it from a good perspective or Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was well done in terms of the dynamic between the dad and the kid. Mm-hmm. How he was? Did you deal shit. with a st- <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty dad? <laughs> Did you deal with a situation where there was a monster under the bed or the closet? I, I don't think any of my kids had monster in the closet problems. Uh, Not that I remember. Because you were at the bar getting drunk. Yeah, I was. I was so drunk. It's hard to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I was too drunk to remember. I don't, I don't know. James Tynan is probably your best friend, and he just told yourself story there. <laughs> and this one time, it's a... I'm trying, trying to get unicorn pissed, so I just got tap water. <laughs> it's autobiographical. <laughs> Start coughing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man! I just realized, like, almost all the books we have left are image comics. Almost all the books we ha- did this month are image comics. <laughs> yeah, you could do Red Room. That's a yeah. We could do Red Room. Fantagraphics. Non image. We just decided to do the first one, right? Yep. This one was interesting because he uh, chose a 
chose to explore a new kind of storytelling style with this one where there's three rows of panels the t- the top row on each page tells the point of view of the daughter of one of the red room killers he was the first one that we were introduced to he was the one that was a a clerk at the police the police station station right right then the the middle row is the red room itself story and then the bottom one is from the decimators perspective which i thought was really interesting and he did a good job it was good in that there's a danger when you do that that you lose track of like where each story left off when you get to go to the next page. But I thought it was really good the flow of it. Yeah, it was well I, told. I I never got lost throughout the whole thing. And there's even some parts where the story of the girl where each of the stories kind of cross over. So the girl's perspective crosses over with where the father's story was at, or the red room story crosses over where the father's story is at. So. Did you read it like I did, which was uh, page by page instead of going across, or did you read it across? No, I did page by page. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, each individual page. And, and man, this took a while to read, too. Yeah, it's pretty dense. Uh, it's you get dense. all the chat room conversation. Uh, which they're pretty fascinated because uh, this the decimator works on the mutated bodies. In other words, they have their own farm. They grow. Right. He works at the people. one. Yeah. The one where they raise their own. And one of the torture things is it, lo- it almost looks like they uh, were killing each other. Um, they put them in the same room and they were eating each other and stuff. And then the decimator would come in and chop their heads off and. It looked like yeah, they tied, he, well, he their, tied hair, the, he tied hair their hair together. together. So there's, yeah, there's like, I don't know how many, eight, eight women with their hair tied together. And and these women are like gaunt and starving. Yeah. And the, uh, but you brought up the chat. The chat was interesting because the chat, they, they not only talk about what's going on in the red room, but they have like side conversations about things. Yeah, sometimes typical, like, I love you guys. This is the <laughs> best place ever. And then they're like, are we going to get caught kind of thing, you know, for being here? And You know, talk about restaurants. Yeah, they'll just have, like, they'll be watching the video and then just, I like eating here, just, like, casual chat. I'm talking about bitcoins. Yeah. They even talked about, was one of them supposed to be, like, they talk about like original art, like the one guy's like, you shouldn't be getting Bitcoin. If you want to invest in stuff, you should invest in original comic art. <laughs> yeah. And they're talking about how Spider, how much a Spider-Man cover sold for. And the, the girl's story is pretty much her sticking up for her father, but then finding out stuff. Yeah. So, that was intriguing as well because the whole time through her storyline, she's kind of in bed. Well, because her friend's like, "You're you're a, like a journalist. Why don't you just in, 
you can investigate stuff. You know how to investigate. So she's like, okay. So she starts to look into her father's activities and stuff. And you're like, uh-oh. I hope she doesn't find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is really good, as always. And the father does does get arrested um, at the, the end of this story. But it has, like, where it has... If you remember the backstory where um, the person that owns this red room doesn't let him know the decimator know like where he's going, so the U-Haul guys go and pick up his body. Yeah, they knock you out. They knock him out with the shot, and then they haul him to the place, and then he puts on his decimator, and and then they repeat when they take his body back, and the I think the daughter saw that happen. Yeah, she didn't know what it was though. Yep, she didn't know. And she also, saw the U-Haul come and go. In one part of this, the uh, the head w- woman at the the of the Red Room place is kind of berating him because he he's been killing outside of the Red Room, which is a no no. Because he's gonna get in trouble. Right, because they don't want to get caught, implicated or anything. So. Well, he met that prostitute and he killed her at the hotel. Yeah. And his daughter knew that he went into the motel with that prostitute. And the next day he comes out with two bags of luggage. Yeah, I'm sure she doesn't think he killed her though. But No, but, she she thinks he's innocent until the cops show up. But she she knows he's you know, going to hookers. <laughs> yeah, she does know that. And then it ends up with him being arrested and being questioned and the lawyer coming to uh, talk to him. And that's when they talk to him. The lawyer says, we got this covered. You should be home in no time. That is unless their searches uncover anything bad that I need to start prepping for. Davis? Davis? (laughs) He knows that he's he's been doing what that one woman... Wasn't there a weird... He's been keeping trophies... What is the, the woman's the woman name? The uh, the do you know what the name of the woman is that? Uh, oh, at the, the with with the mask that runs the red room. I was gonna say Cordelia, but I, I think that's from Spawn. That's from Spawn. <laughs> no, because he has this uh, dream sequence where he's having sex with her. Um, and I think like there's oh, one oh, scene that... where. He takes her mask off, and it's his daughter, which yeah, it's is his daughter. <laughs> it's really creepy, man. Yeah, I don't remember her name or what they call her. I don't know if this was the controversial issue or the one after it that um, Piscor did the uh, oh, with the cover homage to the uh, mouse. But I don't think it's this one because I think the homage he did was Zap unless he quickly changed it. I know they did change it, but yeah, I don't, it probably wasn't this issue, but it was one of the ones in this yeah. mini series. I gave this a 5 out of 5. I liked it. I'm always intrigued oh, mis- by Mistress this. Pentagram. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. 
It's it's just so well done. Yeah. And it's certainly dark, but it's handled well. So uh we we did we read Super Freaks. Super Freaks. Super Freaks. Super Freaks. And this is a a fan made homage to Savage Dragon. From the Savage Fin cast. Yes, from the Savage Fin cast podcast. I've never heard that actually. I have not either. <coughs> They're celebrating ten years, and they're they're like uh, four page. Would you say four page stories typically? Yeah, it's an anthology of yeah somewhere around two some to of, six pages. Some, some of them are better than others. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I noticed the letters on the Spy versus Spy were by Michael Myers. Hey, how about that? There you go. Um, that was one of the better stories. That one actually fit in between storylines within the comic. I, I, I like that one, the Spy vs. Spy one. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the art in that one was really good, too. Like, Alex looked like Alex, Dragon looked like Dragon. Um, I like that one. I would actually order this fake t-shirt, the... Except I would want it instead of saying "Here comes Mr. Gloom," I would want to say, have it say "Here comes Dragon," and here here goes Dragon, like they did the thing. Yeah, I, I didn't really understand one. the they have an ad for fake T-shirts, but they're just like a shirt with Malcolm and a shirt with Mr. Gloom. Yeah. There's no real joke in it, other than they're not real shirts, which I. I don't really understand. Well, the, the, joke. the, the you know, if you don't know the joke, the joke is they're playing off of Marvel's T-shirts in the '60s. Yeah. Well, I understand. Yeah. That's the joke. Just the it's a parody ad. Yeah, just a parody yeah. ad, just like the the back cover of Phalanx or whatever that one was. Yeah. I like the banter between Malcolm and um, his wife, Maxine, and the good wife. I thought that was funny. Like, <laughs> her, her t-shirt says, I saved you a seat. And it's... Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> it had hers as, like, a, a powerful uh, person that started killing the villains and saying it's better than sex. And then at the end of it, she grabbed a strap on and started to fuck Malcolm. (laughs) (coughs) There's some good splash pages too, like the artist that that took on Kill Cat and um, Dino Kid or whatever his name is. That looked really nice. Yeah, a lot of the most of the art in here is pretty good. But those are the two best stories I thought: the Spy versus Spy and that one. 
they even get into that insect uh which fits in the con continuity with uh Billy, the kid that she's taking care of as they go to a fast food restaurant. There's that black and white uh, Savage Dragon page with, um, what is her name? The one with the, it's showing her backside. That That is an awesome looking picture. That, look, that would be a great cover. Oh, that, yeah, that, that's a, a good one. I like that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool that they put this together. I, I liked, I liked it overall. The the last story, too freaking old for this. That was cool because it had a, that one did have Phantom Lady in it. It had a lot of uh, uh, public domain heroes in it. Mm-hmm. And I like that art style because it looked like Mad Magazine. It does. It looks like, that's what I was going to say. It's very reminiscent Especially of Especially like that Phantom Lady's face. Like that looks so mad mm -hmm. right there. It does. Jazzy Johnny Golden. And then they had a Tootsie. Uh, story and in that in that in that last one they had one of those one of the twins that shoots the webs out of her hoo-ha hoo -ha, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spraying some dudes I, I gave this a four out of five i remember what i gave it three out of five maybe i yeah, liked it a little five. more but there was like three stories i really liked yeah, it was overall I I enjoyed it. It was it was a fun experiment. There's the Phalanx by Jonathan Luna and what this was was celebrating like 90s image comics. Mhm. Mm this one I gave a 3 out of 5 though. Um I was entertained. I gave it a 4 out of 5. We're off by one on every issue. Yeah. Jeez. Well, I think we gave Red Room a five out of five. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Stand corrected. What were you saying? You like this one, but... Um, <clears throat> it, the depth of it was just about a woman going back in, in time where she knew the future of this team, the Phalanx, and yeah. she was hunting an alien that, that time-jumped. It yeah, took she, over she, the body of somebody. Yeah, and she jumped through the portal. Jumps through then... the portal. Now she's with her heroes that she knew in the future, uh, hunting that same alien creature down. And then I think she decided to stay in the time period. I think she's stuck there, isn't she? I don't know if she's... St yeah, I guess she is stuck. Because the, the alien... <coughs> Rather than get captured and give up his information, the alien essentially killed himself. So she she doesn't know a way back. Well, I guess until she finds another alien. 
her name was Spur, and then the female was Colonel, and then there was Loch Ness. She was the Irish woman that turned into a a monster. And then there was Val Valkyria and Scion. I like how the the, the Loch Ness when she gets big, she like busts out of her shirt. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't figured out how to <laughs> to keep her clothed. Yeah, how to keep her clothed when she transforms. So she's naked. Well, I guess she has the shorts like the Hulk, <clears throat> but uh, she they can't keep her breasts confined. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. I don't know. The homage cover was to Wildcats, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. It is. I enjoyed it, but I like Jonathan Luna's stuff. So, any art was great, as as most or all Lunar Lunar Brothers stuff is. What else do we have besides the Spawn books? Did I miss any? We have eight billion genies. Oh, that one was a five out of five. How five can I forget out of five. that one? I love that one. I knew this was gonna be a five out of five even before I read it. <laughs> well, I was, I, I was, my expectations were high for it. Yeah. Well, it's Charles Souls and a great concept, so I knew it was gonna be something, something to see. But just the con, so the the concept I remember in the solicits was just every person in the world gets their own personal genie with one wish. So just that concept is like, oh my god! Like so, how? I remember when we we saw the we saw it. We talked about it. We said utter chaos. <laughs> there, and there's so many stories you could tell in that, just with that one concept. You, there's an infinite number of stories you could tell. What really blew my mind, um, wish wise, was the wish that the bartender put on his own bar. That was genius. Friggin' it, genius. It, it, it was genius. <laughs> but how the fuck would you think of that? I know. <laughs> I don't know. He must love his bar, but he's like anyone in the bar. Nothing will affect be, be affected in my bar. My bar yeah, won't be affected, that... and anybody in it won't be affected by any of the wishes that are said. Right. Basically, he put like a force field around his bar, so anything that goes on out there, no matter what people wish, it won't affect the bar. <laughs> Which is genius. And then, so part of the fun of this is, so once the, so yeah, it opens up in the bar and there's like a band practicing because they're going to play a show that night. And they're worried about how many people are going to show up for the show. Might be nobody. They said it would yeah, just so, be like a rehearsal. So we kind of get to know this group of people who are, who are in the bar. Then there's a father that's drunk in the bar and the son comes up, the son comes into the bar yeah, to pick up his father. Doesn't he need to go go somewhere? I can't yeah. remember. The father's supposed to take him somewhere. Yeah. He's a lot like that father in the other comic book. <laughs> <laughs> he's worse. He's had a few too. He's had a few more beers though, than the other <laughs> guy did. Oh yeah, he's passed out. The whole the issue. He doesn't know what's going on. If, yeah, he was to make, uh... if he was to make a wish that drunk, he'd probably wish for more liquor. <laughs> That's true. 
There's a Chinese couple who are, I can't remember if they're lost or. They were looking for a bar that had a similar name. Oh, that's right. They're looking, yeah. Because it's like the lamp lighter. And they, and they, got, they got to the wrong else. bar. Yeah. And that, that was kind of interesting, the way Charles Soule did the language stuff. Because the boy is trying to talk to them. And the translator on the app is, oh, the app, is yeah. not even accurate whatsoever. And luckily, the the bartender knows the language, so he can he can talk to yeah, them. He talks to them. And then one of the wishes is one of the band, the the female in the band, um, she's outside the bar. And the other guy that she wishes for, she wishes that there'll be a couple and they'll be together is the guitarist that's inside the bar. So she makes her wish, but it's invalid because of the yeah, other guy's work. wish. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. And then when they're all in the bar and they're looking out the window, it just looks like utter chaos. There's like dinosaurs. and Yeah, didn't they like, oh, oh they heard like explosions outside, so they open the door yeah. and look out and yeah, it's all, it's chaos. And that was, that was a fun pay, a fun double page spread where it's just, you can see like yeah. people flying around and there's, There's some fat guy with two chicks around him. <laughs> this dude in a monster truck full of gold. It's great. But basically people killing killing them each other. Yeah. <laughs> accidentally. There's people flying around in, in rockets. So like smashing into people <laughs> who are flying. There's a lot of people flying. That was like the... Which makes sense that that's people's big most people's wish that they could fly there's a lot of people flying yeah there's a giant castle and a giant person <laughs> that's great i had a lot of five out of fives that was a a five out of five and red room was a five out of five and elvira was a five out of five for me yeah that was a i think i had three five out of fives as well. Good stuff. And then we got some spawns. King Spawn 10, uh, Guns Scorch number 5. Uh, Spawn, Spawn 329. And what was Gunslinger? I don't have it in front Eight. of me. 8. Eight. Yeah. That was the first one I read. Because that's usually my favorite. Me too. Um, this week, uh, Gunslinger came in second to Spawn. I like Spawn 329. Really? I really like 329. Because it dealt with like the history of that creature from heaven. Um, and the Redeemer, the Forsaken. Yeah, Forsaken. That's yeah. oh, I I just loved it. I love the way yeah, that, that was, was drawn. An interesting, yeah, interesting tale. Because the Forsaken was really forsaken by Christ as well, like God. And he he was still loyal to God, but uh, the Redeemer was trying to tell him what what was really happening. And uh, he even said, they they even try to say like look around you because when they're they're fighting with the Forsaken, a bunch of spawns show up like from uh, Cordelia. She sent them. 
right, it's like a pirate spawn. Yeah, the, the one she has been collecting. Collecting, yeah. And they're like, well, why are these... Makes him question, like, why are these hellspawn coming to rescue me? Like, something really is wrong. He realizes that something's wrong, and then he goes after Cord- Cordel- Cordella, which I, I really liked. I really liked the pacing of this story. I thought it was cool. Yeah, and that, she doesn't want she doesn't want them to kill Forsaken because she's afraid that then they'll get raise him from the dead and get his secrets from him. Yep. And we, and we also found out that Forsaken he was a what are they called? A uh, what are the ant oh anti spawns? <laughs> yeah. A redeemer, redeemers. Anyway, but he was given too much. He was the first one, right? And he was, but he was given too much power. Yeah, he was he the first. He was the first sort of angel fighter for heaven. Right. But he was he was made too powerful, and it warped his brains. Yep. Made him insane. That one was my favorite. Because I, it just felt like different. Like I didn't know all this other history of heaven and hell before this one. This one like clarified a lot, which I liked. Gunslinger, yeah. I always like. Gunslinger was pretty much continued from the last one with him and Jennifer, and they're at a bar. And the mm-hmm. villain that they're they're fighting is aware of Gunslinger, and Gunslinger is aware of this villain, and I guess that villain has lived through time just like gunslinger gunslinger was ported but this demon has has just lived through time didn't even yeah. port yeah he's like a deviant or something yeah yeah deviant. yeah he's been loving just life and then he I... turns into like this weird looking creature yeah it's like uh tentacles everywhere yeah. But I, I like how uh, Gunslinger Spawn pretty much tears him apart and it, he goes from like so much confidence to like oh shit, I'm gonna uh, I mean, he squeezes his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gunslinger that's the one thing about Gunslinger, he's just he don't give a fuck, he'll he'll just uh smash your head. <laughs> but man, once again, the Brett Booth art, crazy good. The art, the art is by far the best in Gunslinger, I think. It is, it's so good. It's like traditional Spawn art, like the way Spawn was, the way things are laid out. In terms and, of the panel layouts, yeah. yeah. It's like what you could expect from Spawn, and I think, I think McFarlane is telling the story there because he thinks it's his best one too like that's where he wants to be like he wants to tell that yeah, story it's, it's his, his book yeah he gave up the reins to this riley guy riley mcconville to do spawn which i think this is the best issue that right that this rory mcconville has done in this uh spawn 329 which mm-hmm. i liked a lot but uh Gunslingers consistently like the one I want. I want to read first. 
Um, yeah, Sc- Scorched is, is up there. I, I I enjoy Scorched, but it's like usually a huge just battle scene where they continued battling like this. Uh, what do they call it? The Sin something or another? Um, sin Eater. Sin Devourer or something. Or Sin Eater. I don't think it's Sin Eater because Marvel owns that name. Oh, yeah, you're but uh, it, it, what it is, the way I like to think of it, it, it's a creature that scientists created using spawn ooze, and uh, they uh, made it super powerful, almost like a X-Men Sentinel, and uh, it goes after spawns to, to destroy them, and uh, the Scorched are, are fighting him as a team. They're, they're working pretty good as a team. It looks like Soul... Um, what is that guy's name? Soul Killer? Soul Crusher? Soul Crusher gets... It almost looks like he's dead. Yeah, I think he gets killed again. This is the Oops. second this Soul the Crusher. Second well, the second one that we've seen. Yeah. I, th- I have a feeling there's been ones before him, even. And there's the Russian girl that was with the Soul Crusher. Yeah, Natasha. And it's just like a huge battle scene and them taking this creature down. Once um, Jessica realizes um, that she's told by the Soul Crusher, no, by the Russian girl, I can't remember her name, Natasha. She's told by Natasha that the power of the creature are these vials that are on the back. And she starts pulling out the vials which lets them destroy that creature right but we still have a traitor and we don't know who that traitor is I think it's I think it's going to be medieval spawn but that's my guess they make it look like it's gunslinger gunslinger wants to get back to his time but not only to his time but before something happens to his family and stuff. He wants to go back before. Yeah, before his girlfriend. Haunt also wants these portals, these dark portals that Spawn can create. Every one of them wants something from it. Like Heaven wants something from it. Hell wants something from it. Uh, Gunslinger wants something from it. Haunt wants to use the portal. Uh, Yeah, because he he wants to go to Heaven to get a cure for his poison. Yeah. But then they're also talking about someone who they don't know the identity of who was he the guy who made the devourers? I can't remember. Yeah, he was the guy that made the soul crusher too, I thought. Yeah. Or he was teamed up with them. He was working with the yeah, with the soul crusher. They don't know who he is yet. And then we just have King Spawn. And this was mostly about... Uh... Oh, why can't I think of his name? Uh, the guy who married Wanda. Yeah, it was Terry. <sighs> Terry. Yeah, it's a Terry story. And it's told in black and white and red art. Yeah.
Yeah, because he he goes he finds out where he doesn't want to bring Wanda back, and he thinks that Spawn is going to bring her back, and yeah, actually he... give up the fight because of it, and and play right into the plans of uh this cult. I forget what they're called. Exodus Foundation. Exodus Foundation. So he is, he finds out what building Exodus Foundation is using and sneaks into it. As pretends he's a janitor. And he ends up finding a couple of the workers there. Which are demons, but uh, yeah. they look Discovers like humans. Actually demons, yeah. And then he finds Al on a throne. He, he knocks them out and goes back to a room and finds the throne and sees a, I don't know what you'd call it. Because Al's, uh, Al's not really there, but it's his embodiment or something. Yeah. It's almost like his future self. He does say, destroy me any way you have to. What about... And then he, then he says, what about Wanda? But that's the... This one is my least favorite of the bunch, but it's still entertaining. And the red, the black, red, white, and red was interesting. Yeah, the art. I like the art a lot. I like this one. There's a lot of information in it. I gave them all four out of fives. I didn't give any of them a five out of five, but uh, that's where yeah, I, I stand. So the only thing we have left in a few minutes is to discuss what we're talking about next time. Do you have any ideas, or do you want to just figure that out during the week? Uh, let's see if I have anything that I was planning on reading. Uh, nothing offhand. I know there's already three more Spawn books. Oh, my but, god! But I don't know if you'll have your books by then. Yeah, I probably won't have them. Yeah. I do have another Scorched. Know that. Yeah, well, we can do that. There's a new Savage Dragon, but you don't have it yet. Oh, I want it, though. It's fine. That's oh, a long God. wait. That's a long it's wait. A, forever. I don't even remember the last issue that came out. All right, well, I'll think of stuff and send them to you, and then you can do the same. We could do the burlap for sure. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, burlap. I'm sure we have like lots of aftershock and scout and uh, yeah, I know I have tons of stuff that it, stuff that I just can't think of right now. I oh, read. we can finish Red Room. We could read two and three. We'll just do one. We'll just do one more. All right, Red Room. I gotta space my Red Rooms out to get full. You can't appreciation. take too much. Uh, can't number take two. Too much of the darkness. You'll fall into that world, and then you'll go to the bar. <laughs> And then you'll get drunk and you'll forget that you had to bring some packing tape. 
I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And then you'll be talking about unicorn piss, and you'll be <laughs> you'll be uh, <laughs> getting it from the fountain to all your coworkers. Look, unicorn piss. We can meet our schedule now. Just pour it on the floor. Just pour it around us. Just protect us. Drink the unicorn piss. Did you watch anything? Anything you want to mention that's worthwhile? Uh, I thought I watched something, but I'm... We watched First Kill. This was a new Netflix uh, vampire, I would say young adult, in the vein of uh, Twilight type show. Um, I was entertained enough to watch it, and I thought the finale was, I thought the finale was pretty good. Like, if there was a second season, um, I'd want to see what happens. But it's a world of monsters, They're not just vampires. There, there are zombies. There, creature, all kinds of different creatures and witches and werewolves and all kinds of different things. What was it called? <laughs> First kill. Yeah. Let's check that one out. Um, it does. It does uh, skew a little young adult, though. Um, if, but it's still all right. I think we watched a movie too, but I don't remember what. Oh, we watched Ambulance. That was oh, on uh, yeah. Peacock. I've seen pictures of it. And that was that was fun. I mean, it, it's it's a movie that has so many like. You question stuff, but if you just want to sit back and have an action movie, it's Michael Bay, so it's it's oh, pretty, it? yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. It's about a heist, uh, a bank heist gone wrong, and they end up in an ambulance. But the, the one thing I will say about it is like. When you're watching it, there's like no breaks in the action. So like you want, if you want to go get a soda or something, you have to stop it because yeah. it's just one continuous action scene, which is is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's on brand for Michael Bay. So. Yeah. I think that's it. We started uh, Obi Wan Kenobi, which I think is amazing. I want to get back on that, but we finished uh first kill first cool yeah i'm just watching I'm still on the latest season of stranger things ah that's my exercise show i don't have one right now <laughs> But uh, I did watch the first episode of uh, Who Killed Sarah, and boy, did that go off the, <laughs> the tracks with what's going on this season. Interesting. Yeah, that's crazy what they thought of. Yeah, I'll probably go to that after I finish Stranger Things. I think we're going to Evil next. 
but but I no, I want to go to Ben Kenobi. I want to finish that. We we have two queued up now. I think I still yeah. have to finish last. I don't know if I finished last season of Evil. Wow. Yeah, we're. I watched we're most of caught it. Caught up. I just gotta make sure I watched the last one. Believe it or not, I watched a lot of, when I was sick. I think I saw like three episodes of some show I never watched, which was uh, Criminal not Criminal Minds, Victims Unit, Special Victims Unit. Oh, SVU. Yeah, and I was burning a fever, I guess. I... <laughs> Fit what? the bill. Oh, I forgot about that bowling show. Oh, I watched, I watched two shows that were awesome during uh, COVID. I watched Killing It. Uh, oh, which yeah, has, it has, Robinson. yeah, he's from office yeah. and this show was crazy good. It was like way better than I expected it to be. Um, it's about a guy that has ideas like he's wants to be an entrepreneur, but he's a security guard and he's trying to convince financers to invest in his company, which is related to uh, prostate preventing prostate cancer mm. but um he 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 uh teams up with this australian woman who kills uh what kind of snakes are they they're the ones in florida the pythons burmese pythons no they're some kind of python but they're the ones that are not in their habitat and they're taking over the florida scape yeah. and they actually have hunters of the the snake to kill them because they're they're fucking up florida um and they offer money to kill every snake based on length and then the eggs and stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh they they go do that i, I it, this show's fun if if you have uh what was it on hulu no it's peacock i think it's peacock it's peacock and then I watched uh, a bowling show um, that they canceled, uh, but I, I enjoyed it. It was about a, sort of a true story oh, yeah. of a, a guy that was... that was st- on a network? Yes, it was on NBC. Okay, yeah. But it was yeah, I've about, never seen that one. Was, uh, was it worth watching? Roll With Me? or I think it was that. Yeah, something like that. I liked it a lot, but I like bowling and... I like the situation. I always like, I'm always fascinated with uh, low income families that, I don't know, he, he decided he lost his job. He was laid off and then he's trying to find a job and he just decided, well, I'm going to bowl. So he has to convince his wife, you know, this is the right thing to do. And <laughs> instead of looking for a job, yeah, I'm bowl. yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it's a pretty good comedy. It it does have a beginning, middle, and somewhat of an end, but ends on a kind of a cliffhanger. So if you don't, if you if can't you don't like, take that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't like being taken to the edge of a cliff and falling, never. Yeah, the but I I uh I liked it. It's a, just a it's just a situational comedy. Yeah, just a... based on a true story. Like it actually, this actually did happen, at least loosely based on a true story. Yeah, but it just kind of takes place at a bowling alley. Yeah. 
the acting is really good and the 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 characters the wife and the 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 guy who plays the bowler and the guy who's the trainer they're all really good characters but it didn't get picked up for some reason yeah i uh i didn't know it was canceled until i finished it and barb said you just finished a a show that's never gonna finish but uh, that's i'm okay with it i do that a lot maybe so many people will watch it it's almost more motivating because then you know it's over like i'm when i'm done i'm done yeah you don't have to watch like, it commit to anything yeah else. It's, it's less pressured yeah because if you did watch if it did continue who knows when you'd be able to watch the next season anyway that's right <laughs> it just get added to the queue somewhere yep but on that note we have one minute left and uh we could right. uh, you can reach sign. Bill at DBM00. I'm at Mike Myers Brunch. Happy Father's Day, everyone. And uh, the we're at geekbrunchpodcast.com. You can go to Facebook and type the same thing and click the like button. Follow all the episode threads there. Bill is at bill at comicbooknoise.com. Email, and I'm at mike at comicbooknoise.com. And we'll see you in two weeks. All right. All right. Take care, Bill. Have fun. You too. All right, later. Bye.